Good evening from Los Angeles, everybody. Hi, I'm Eric Campbell, your storyteller tonight for bef Beyond Before the Gate. I keep getting Beyond the Gate Before <laughs> the Gate. I was like messing that up all over Twitter. Um, it's so nice to be back in the GM's chair and running games again. Uh, this is our little six shot game that we're going to be doing uh, for the next month or so. Um, and we're really happy to have you all here. Uh, before we begin tonight's game, uh, I wanted to go ahead and take one second for one big announcement um, to let everybody know um, that it is Caitlin's birthday. Oh! And Caitlin, who is one of our community members who we adore and has constantly been shelling out amazing art for us and uh, is Moss in Callisto 6, I will confirm. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yes, it, it is true. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, um, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Um, we have a pretty interesting ghost story to tell you guys. We've already played a session zero, so we're going to be jumping into tonight, picking up where we left off, and we will fill you guys all in from there. Um, before we begin, going around the table, do we have any announcements that we would like to share before we start? I need to think about this. Probably. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> uh, I've got, for me, I've got uh, a Dungeons & Dragons event coming up, a charity event with Deborah Ann Wall called The Lost Odyssey. Right, yeah, yeah. And that's on November 15th. It'll be streamed, but if you're in the Los Angeles area, it's at the big theater near here, so you can get tickets to come. <gasps> yeah. exciting. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Uh, most definitely. Uh, my podcast, The Something Scary Podcast, uh, which you can find uh, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And also, we have an animated horror uh, series that happens every Tuesday that drops at like 9 a.m. PT. You can find that on YouTube. That's youtube.com slash snarled. Uh, upcoming, we have a 13 Days of Halloween Wow. Um, so yeah, so there's going to be a number of giveaways and uh, sweepstakes and some additional bonus stories that will be um, happening there. So I recommend um, following Snarled on YouTube. You can also follow me on uh, social media, and I'll be posting all about that. Uh, but definitely uh, follow us wherever you find your podcast. No one can complain about a shortage of spooky stories oh, this yeah. season. <laughs> there's a lot of them. Yeah, that's true. We're telling ghost stories. We are. And I'm excited. <laughs> all right well I, that's kind of our cue so uh why don't we go ahead and begin the story of before the gate Let's go ahead and begin tonight's story. Um, as a quick recap, it's been nine months since Ivy McDermott Preston died. It's been nine months since Juliet Singh has died. It's been nine months since Malcolm Jones died. Betha Kravina Harris died nine months ago. The thing that has taken them and pulled them back to the other side is now wrapped around their souls, a geist. As they were crossing over into the other realm, they were stopped by a being that made them a deal. 
The offer was, take me back with you and I will stave off death. They accepted. You have all been trying to live your lives with this new existence. It's been very different here. You see things that you couldn't see before. You've experienced things that would have otherwise horrified you, but now, not so much. You've kind of seen a little bit of everything at this point. Death doesn't carry the same weight of terror to all of you. In fact, death is what you wake up to. It's what you go to bed to. It's what you see in the mirror when you see your geist hovering behind you, outside the vision of everybody else that can't see into the twilight. But to you, it's ever-present. But it's not quite as bleak as it might all sound. Your second chance has brought you new sensations. Sugar tastes a little bit sweeter. The air feels a little bit more immediate, special. Sounds. The experiences of being back in the world and living even after your brief moment crossing into the other side has brought a profound experience to everything you do during the day. From anything as simple as smelling fresh pencils to stepping across a smelly puddle mm -hmm. <laughs> in the street or hearing an angry person cuss somebody else out, it's all part of the grand play that you get to take part in once more. But there's also the ever-presence of the dead walking the streets. They know you can see them, and they can see you. They know you can hear them. They know you can speak back to them. <clears throat> now, at first, this existence has been somewhat traumatizing. Your geist being one of the strange center points of your world is not quite as disturbing as you might have expected it to be, despite the fact that the Geist itself seems to have attributes to them that would normally be absolutely off-putting and horrifying to the onlooker. But to you, because of your deal, you are now bound to this Geist. And since your death, the two of you have been trying to understand each other, who the other person is, how to communicate with each other, how to understand what the other one wants, what they need. Speaking to the Geist has been a frustrating occurrence. You've tried having conversations. It has tried communicating with you, and it just seems like there's something in the way. This has led to some frustrating moments, <laughs> but also some exciting breakthroughs when the two of you seem to have an understanding. Um, the Geist, for its own part, doesn't seem to truly understand who they are. Every now and then you'll catch flickering memory, sensations, a scent of cinnamon, or the feel of cold air against the back of your neck. And you know that these are remembrances, pieces of memories from the Geist that have long been shattered and taken away from it. And so as a result, there's been something of a, a bonding that has taken place between you and your new roommate, <laughs> who has shacked up with your soul as you all are all persisting the only other thing that has brought you comfort since these events have happened to you is that over the past nine months you've also found each other one by one 
and through whispers and word of mouth, you have managed to find each other and get in contact with each other. And discover that each other is the real deal. Because you can see each other's geists as well as you can see your own. Getting to know each other these past few months has been just as tricky as it has been getting to know each other's geists. And also getting to learn the other person's geists as well. Because each one of them has its own unique set of personality traits that everyone is trying to understand. You're a new crew. A new group of bound. But only recently has it become obvious that you're actually making your transition into what is known in this world as a Sin Eater. A title that has a somewhat dark sort of tone to it. But the truth of the matter is, is a Sin Eater are those who try to help others lay down their burdens. You have all discovered that not only has this brought you closer together as you have come across ghosts and help them pass on, of which you've helped two now. But you've also realized that every time you help another ghost move on and leave this world behind, your synergy with your geist grows. Your understanding with your geist grows. When y'all first met each other, everyone was in the same boat. Nobody could really communicate your, with your geist at all. It was a coercive relationship at best. It was, come on, we're, we're gonna go do this thing now. And in many ways, the geist was trying to communicate with you in much the same fashion. If it wanted something, sometimes it would get so fed up that somebody who was around you would just watch a glass get thrown across the room. <laughs> this has caused some minor problems in your personal life. But as things have evolved, and as you have all helped these ghosts move on, you and your geist have reached an emotional understanding of each other. You're now aware of what the other one's feeling, which is new. You're also aware of where the other one is in any given time, which is new. You'll know your geist is in another room. Your geist will know where you are. Never far away. Always perceiving, always moving, always present. However, where we last left off was not in the world of the living. An encounter in a graveyard <clears throat> is where we last left off, which sent you somewhere new. For the past few months, you've also realized that there is one other being that has been walking the streets of San Francisco. There's one other creature out there that's something like you all, but not quite. A reaper that is known as Sam McGee. Sam McGee. <laughs> It took you all a while, but you began to realize that the name Sam McGee was passed on to this Reaper by a lot of the ghosts in attendance of San Francisco. Sam McGee, of course, the main character of a poem, The Night I Cremated Sam McGee. And it's pretty accurate. This Reaper, who is not a ghost and is not a geist, this Reaper manifests as an old prospector. The dark woolen coat on, a long hat, a frizzled beard, yellowed teeth, and eyes that seem to bleed plasm. The ghostly essence of the underworld. It looks like he's constantly crying. Sam McGee, you've had one encounter with him officially. And that was when, after doing some investigation, you discovered that one of his favorite local haunts, <laughs> as it were, 
is one of the graveyards just outside the city limits, up on one of the hilltops that overlooks the city. There aren't many, but this graveyard is quite old, and many of the headstones have lost their names and dates that have been written across them. There is also a crypt here, which is incredibly rare in San Francisco. Um, it is in extraordinary disrepair because of seismic activity that permeates through this <laughs> part of California. Um, as a result, San Francisco, is it's, it's an old crypt. It is not built to modern standards, and as a result, it is in poor shape. Um, upon arriving at this graveyard, <clears throat> you came across Sam McGee, who was standing alone among the headstones. And you had an interesting conversation with the Reaper. Now, of course, what you know of the Reapers is that they are beings of the underworld who all they want to do is consume ghosts. And they're not fond of you either. Reapers are not fans of the bound. You have all managed to get around the whole death thing. And you've got a geist attached to you, which is not lurking in the underworld, but here in Twilight. As a result, Reapers are not all that fond of you all. And the door swings both ways on that. Because as you are all trying to help ghosts, these Reapers just want to consume them and vomit them back up in the underworld so they can go and waste away blood of their essence by beings that you've all heard about in passing whispers called the Chthonian gods. Now, whether or not these beings exist, you don't know. But you do know Sam McGee is very real, and you came across him and had a very interesting conversation with him in the graveyard. An alliance was proposed, and supposedly there seems to be something of an, a truce between you all, an understanding. That truce is evolving. Before leaving the graveyard after Sam McGee departed, you all decided to take a very dramatic step and go confer with a friend that you've made, a man named Niles. Niles lives in the underworld. He lives in a shanty town called Second Block, which is in the upper reaches of the underworld. You've only been there once. Your first trip to the Second Block was disturbing, to say the least. The underworld itself is a remarkably disturbing place, even for you, Sin Eaters. But what's curious is this shanty town resembles a crumbling city block built on the side of a river. Now, the underworld is filled with rivers, and many of them don't necessarily flow with water. This one does. Brackish water flows by the shores of this crumbling city block that could be early New York 1920s it's hard to say shanty towns are usually they're not like domains which we will get to at another date but shanty towns themselves are built by the ghosts who form communities in order to save themselves from the bleed of essence that is the underworld from being consumed from being in the underworld and Niles just so happens to be the community leader of second block now where we last left off you had all descended into the underworld, passing through an Avernian gate through the graveyard. You all entered into the realm of the dead. You have been moving through these dark caverns, following the sounds of trickling water. You've even managed to forcibly drag a wandering ghost who you encountered along the way along with you. That's right. 
It's been a few hours by your reckoning, but as you come to the expanse of the underworld itself, you have all emerged. Here's what I have for you. When you were a child, you saw the sketches in library books when reading the stories of Greek myth. The artists drew something simple, something children could understand and visualize easily. The images stuck with you throughout your life as random bookmarks in our memories often do. Nothing of what you see resembles the simplicity of those haunting penciled lines. The underworld does indeed resemble what appears to be a great cave. It's dark, rocky tunnels, are nearly a mile across in some areas before opening to an expanse of subterranean landscape that defies possibility in the world of the living. Here, a strange ambient blue-gray glow touches all that is not swallowed in the pitch-black shadows that intrusively crack across jagged stone like corrupted veins and the poisoned skin of a titan. Wow. The air is not air at all, but it is. A wind blows here, from nowhere to nowhere. And the ever-present sound of trickling water from the rivers that course through the land of the dead permeate from all around you. Sometimes it's a distant gurgle, and other times it's a hushed sigh that just never ends. Before you is an incredible sight. Second block. A shanty town, as the residents of the upper reaches like to call them. This is home to ghosts trapped here in the underworld banished from the world of twilight above, the world just beyond that of the living. Here, ghosts survive on the fringes of existence, supporting each other or destroying each other. You've all come to know this place and how vital essence is, especially for ghosts here in the underworld. In the underworld, there is a toll that is paid, for the realm of the dead itself drinks the essence of all that end up here. Some manage to survive, some find solace in the domain, which is a pocket of a new reality born here in the underworld, but mostly ghosts simply just succumb, devoured by the hunger of the underworld itself. Some call them the Chthonian gods. Others just call it the hunger of the lands of the dead. Second block is as far as any of you have dared to descend. This town resembles an old neighborhood from 1920s, perhaps New York, it's hard to say. It looks like it's in severe disrepair. No buildings actually stand. It's more like the first floors of buildings that have crumbled around everyone. The community leader here is a man named Niles. Fortunately, you all can count Miles as a friend. But as you approach this place and you see the dead stare at you and the geist that hovers over you, you are reminded that in here, in this place, you can never let your guard down. This is a place of inevitability. And while you may be immune to the siphoning effects of the underworld and the toll it takes, there is nothing stopping a desperate ghost and their desperate friends from seeing you as a means to an end. Your feet are shuffling across the dead soil of this place as you enter the outer boundaries. And even from the outside of this shanty town, which a population probably reaches close to about 200, um, you can hear the distant piano playing. You can always hear the piano playing. And it's always soothing, uplifting, powerful. It's jazz. Authentic 1920s American jazz. 
in its earliest forms as it was evolving into what we would now call the modern jazz. This is some beautiful music in a sharp contrast. What you do notice is as you get closer to the shanty town itself, second block, it seems like the music becomes more clear. But as you're approaching it, the musical notes are flat and out of tune, like somebody had messed up a piano by dropping it. However, stepping closer and moving closer as you're entering the block itself and as the soil begins to turn to crumbling asphalt, the music becomes a little more tonal. You can actually make out everything now and it sounds crisp and clear. But the ghosts moving through here don't seem to respond to the music the way it lifts your soul. To them, it's become normal. You get a bunch of stairs. You do see an open market as you're all moving through. The market looks like a sidewalk garage sale. And you see everything piled up here. People of every stripe you can imagine. Some of these people who are ghosts look like they are early 20th century. Some of them look like they may have gotten here a few weeks ago. Their dress is from across the cultures of the entire world. You see an array of humanity living here in the underworld. And piled up on the sides of this street are the currency, essence, things that hold essence, things that are destroyed in the world above that manifest here. A burned doll that a young child must have been clutching at one point, but dropped when they were escaping a fire in their house and was destroyed, manifests here in the underworld. And because of its emotionality, its connection to that child has essence. It's traded here like money. You see all sorts of things being exchanged between ghosts, conversations, the odd juxtaposition of a rare laugh from a joke being told. It's almost like the ghosts here are trying to continue on their existence as if they've accepted and they're moving forward as best they can. And this is where we pick up tonight's game as you're all entering second block. Okay. Is that ghost still following us? The ghost is following you. So why don't we, before we, yeah. before we start, yeah. let's do this. Mm -hmm. Because while we have jumped out of a session zero and we've been experiencing mm -hmm. this, there's a bunch of ghosts at home that might want to find out what the geists and sin eaters look like as they enter the shanty town. So let's tell the underworld what you all look like, and we'll start with you. Um, hello, everyone. I am Juliet Singh. Um, I am a graduate student, but currently I work at Craving's Crystals as the assistant. Um, and I, I like my life. I think it's pretty okay, except the part where I drowned. Um, I was looking for my my sister. Uh, you see, for some reason, the police think that whew, my family is the reason she's missing, but it's not. We would never do that. And so I know I don't look like much at, you know, just five foot two, but, you know, maybe 110 pounds soaking wet. But I, I'm, I'm here to find my sister or no, no, I'm here to make sure my sister isn't down here. And, um, oh, this, this is the ticking man. Um, he, he's big. <laughs> um, he, I, I used to read stories about Slender Man. I, it wasn't really my scene, but I, um, uh, yeah, he's, he's kind of like Slender Man, but bigger. Um, he, just, just don't look in his eyes. Hello? 
My name is Ivy McDermott Preston of McDermott Capital. I, well, I suppose now that we're down in the underworld, I'm walking in. Um, but I am platinum blonde, but some of my roots are beginning to grow in a little bit. I normally, well, I was a bit more of a snappy dresser, but it, it's hard sometimes these days. Uh, with me is Miss Lily. She's very gentle and friendly. There's sort of a 50s Stepford aesthetic there, although the head doesn't quite track with the rest of the body, but don't bring it up to her. She's terribly sensitive. And I'm Malcolm Jones. Uh, you might know me as Malibu Medium on YouTube, or back in my heyday, I guess, uh, when, <laughs> when I was relevant. Um, I'm, a, I'm a spirit medium, um, but once all of this started happening, I found out what was really the deal, and I felt terrible because I felt like I duped thousands of people, and so I, I need to make it right. And I guess the only way I can do it is one ghost at a time. Um, with me around here is um, Lucky Rabbit's foot, and uh, he's just—he's a, a little small thing. Manifests as maybe a. a a little student of some sort with shorts and a schoolboy uniform, um, and then always has a, a like a child's rabbit mask, maybe from like the 1920s. It's like an Art Deco style mask. Uh, he's quick. He's small. He runs around all over the place. <laughs> Hello, I'm Betha Cravenia Harris. You might know me as the proprietor of Craven Crystals. It's your one-stop shop for everything spiritually work. Uh, spirit work and also crystals along with mediums and uh, healing that you can get done there. It's Malibu Medium approved, and yes. that's saying something. Yes, one location and expanding. <laughs> uh, along with that, yes, I died nine months ago. Um, I guess if a death certificate had been made, it would have been death by misadventure. I finally went on vacation and had an equipment failure on my zip line. It was lovely. First vacation I'd had in a while. In any case, now I, before then, Craven Crystals was not doing quite well because I did not have any type of psychic powers. It just seemed to be a really good niche to fill. But now, business is booming, and as you can see, it's, well, to do with all of this, You're all of welcome. these people. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you know, there's... As you can see here, very stoic businessman. At the bottom of his sleeves, you can see tattoos peeking out, so I assume it's full sleeves. It doesn't say much, but then none of them do. But this one, less than others <laughs> for some reason. But um, also, as you can see, has an incredibly powerful inky black aura that tends to it seems almost prehensile coming out from behind him. But otherwise than that, <laughs> just doesn't do much except always be there. Since you have all entered the underworld, 
your guys, as I said before, have become a little more manifest. You can see that they have, you are essentially walking the same world as they do. So as a result, you are moving through physically the way they can move through. So they're a little more tangible to you. Even though you can touch them and, and interact with them in real life outside of the underworld, um, here they're a little more defined. They're not as translucent. They are much more present. And you have a, you have a sense that the other thing too that's a little unique for you all here is everyone else can see them now. All the ghosts are making note, particularly... <clears throat> They make note of uh, Bo, and they make note of the Ticking Man. Um, the two of you, uh, particularly, I should say, Betha and Juliet, have dread geists. Your geists are particularly potent and powerful. Um, the Ticking Man seems to always have this air of curiosity about him. Um, but he does move in that sort of creepy stop motion way. Um, he is abnormally tall with abnormally long fingers and limbs and head. Um, his blonde hair is kind of scattered across his face. His eyes are a little too large and he's always moving like he's being animated. Um, Bo is a businessman from what you can tell seems to be Japanese descent. Um, is dressed quite well, doesn't have any outward appearances of how he died. Um, Bo is very stoic, um, but also deeply passionate. Whenever he has some kind of emotion to something, it is overwhelmingly powerful. Um, he is containment. Um, the inky blackness around him seems to be like if you, if a container was breaking, and leaking black ink out is kind of how it manifests. So his skin seems to crack like stone and the ink just sort of flowing out from the cracks across his flesh. Um, Luggy Rabbit's foot is a young boy um, who is constantly resituating his mask and walking behind you. As a geist, he is much more powerful than the ghosts around him, but he does seem to have this tendency for being quite shy about things. And even as y'all move through the underworld, Rabbit's foot is constantly moving behind you and checking things out and looking around. Um, you will occasionally feel a tugging on your shirt or something if he wants you to notice something. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, he moves through. You've had a few moments with Rabbit's Foot where his power as a geist has manifest. Mm -hmm. He is shy. He is still a geist. Yeah. Um, he can be scary. Yeah. Like anything that has died and become a geist, it has power. Um, right now, he is clinging close to you and like gently tugging, not necessarily wanting anything, but almost like it's comforting him yeah. as he's tugging and looking around at all the ghosts. Um, I, as I'm walking, I'm slowly putting my hand on his head to sort of reassure him. It's always a strange sensation it's feeling his hair. You know you're basically touching the manifestation of what would be plasm or like a, 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 like the the essence of the underworld that manifests as this geist. Um, it's not the real sensation. It's almost as like it might feel if you were putting your hair through hand through someone's hair who was underwater. Right, right. It has that sort of silky feel. Mm. Miss um, Lily, who definitely has that step forward uh, appearance, has given you the impression that she is she has a very motherly vibe to her. Every time she has assisted you for anything you've needed, um, it has been very much like a kindergartner teacher that's anticipating the needs of one of her students. Um, 
she has immediately moved forward. Um, even though she has this incredibly pleasant demeanor and friendly smile and this perfect black hair that is just waved off to the side, she still has that haunting ambient glow about her, this translucent look. And also the fact that even when she manifests here in the underworld, you can see her eyes are still translucent. You can still see right into her head. They just sort of vanish back. It doesn't look particularly disturbing. It's just got kind of a gem look to it. Um, on top of the fact that her head does not track with her neck. So as she takes steps, again, it's like a strange animation cell where like the top half of her head doesn't move in, in conjunction with her shoulders. I don't really get the opportunity to compare. I'm just a little shy of six feet. Am I taller than she is? You're about the same height. She wears heels. <laughs> um, interestingly enough and when you one of the ways that she has manifested in your ability to know when she is near is even when no one else is around even when it's just grass you can hear her the heels footsteps down a hallway <laughs> as she approaches every single time um, the ticking man is as I've described <laughs> him he, he, has, he, he has found amusing ways to try to communicate with you for a geist, he seems to have somewhat of a sense of humor. He does have that palpable energy about him, though. Mm -hmm. This is a geist that is a little bit... Um, he is a also a dread geist, a rank four, a more powerful geist. Uh, for the viewers at home, most geists start at rank three. The two of you took the dread geist merit, which means your geists are rank four. They are powerful. They are not starting level geists. <laughs> um, what their histories are or where they come from, it's hard to say. What made them this powerful, it's hard to say. Um, however, as you are entering second block, the ghosts are taking note. Um, a few of them are looking at you all curiously. A lot of them eye the geists as they're moving through. No one seems particularly disturbed, but they are noticing as you all move through. Um, the shanty town itself is just one block. It has a street going through it mm -hmm. with a cross intersection, and that's it. Around here, people make their homes as best they can. And the shacks that they have constructed, they're hovels, essentially, built off of things that people find on the banks of the rivers here in the underworld, things that have manifests here. You find, again, the, the, the lost memories of humankind as they have been destroyed wash up here in the underworld. So anything that can be, be used to build something is being used. Look at them making waves. The, the Japanese believe that death, uh, when someone dies, their spirit could inhabit objects that they held dear to them. Maybe that is something that's happening. I guess every religion is a little bit right. Well, I have brought along a piccolo for Niall since we would like some information. Thought maybe it'd be like a plate of brownies in some way, shape, or form. Hmm. Hopefully, he'll give us something this time. <laughs> Who knows? Shall we find out then? Perhaps he'll have more information about. Sorry to bring it up, but it is the main reason why we are down here. I mean, thanks to your largesse, of course, okay. we're able to. Well, for one, expand Craven Crystals, which 
needs to be bigger and better. At least three locations, I'm hoping for in the Bay Area in the next year alone. But we shall see. We're, we're we're stable, sustainable expansions never bad or good. Agreed. Exactly. But of course, along with that, our we still need a name. Our Scooby Gang or whatever we want to call ourselves. Eventually. Don't sue us. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we are, of course, looking for your wife, Ivy. <clears throat> Sam Mickey knew something. Maybe that means that he brought her down here. Maybe she's here now. Maybe Niles knows. But Sam McGee has been playing this game for a long time, and Are he you, knows how to manipulate people. Are you sure he was lying? He was not telling the truth. <laughs> I'm a liar, I know. I just don't understand why you would tell a lie when you could just tell the truth. It just seems like a waste of energy. You are so sweet. It's bait. It gets us to move wherever he hints at us moving. He can control where we go. And where we'll go next. I guess. Are you sure it's not, she, she's not amongst one of these people? There are a lot of ghosts here. It takes so long to look. Niles will know. Let's yeah. talk to Niles. Is our, is our new friend still following us? Uh, actually, your new friend has started to wander towards the market. <laughs> oh. Um, oh. This sort of look on his face. Interestingly enough, what you see is this. So your new friend, mm -hmm. again. Um, this is a ghost that is being bled dry of essence. Yeah. Um, what happens to ghosts when they lose their last essence, they literally just fade into nothingness. They are absorbed and consumed by the underworld. It is death for the dead, as that were. Of course, you all know that ghosts themselves are psychic echoes mm -hmm. of beings that once lived. That technically the souls have passed on. But that doesn't mean ghosts aren't people. And that doesn't mean that they aren't worthy of being helped this ghost um this ghost looks like they were an employee at perhaps um maybe an insurance company has sort of that has sort of that like sweater vest vibe <laughs> um and uh but as, a, as an older gentleman um you can see that the essence bleed has taken effect on him. He has not said a word since you mm -hmm. grabbed him and started dragging him along. He was just wandering aimlessly in the underworld. Chances are two things are likely to have happened to him. His mm -hmm. anchor in the world of the living was destroyed or a reaper got him. Um, either way, he's been lost here for some time. Um, as, he's, as you have been conversing, um, you see the slender fingers of the ticking man gently put his fingers on your shoulder um just enough like the tips um for if he were to put his entire palm on your shoulder it would literally <laughs> reach the center of your arm but instead just the tips and as you look up he looks at you and then slowly points you watch this ghost is wandering towards the market and you see um a kindly old man spot this ghost and set down a shirt looks like an old Led Zeppelin t-shirt that's been torn has tour dates on it and stains of blood he folds it and he moves over to the ghost and puts his hand on his shoulder and starts speaking to him okay. and the ghost just kind of stares at him for a moment and then the man takes the shirt and puts it over the ghost's head and starts putting his arms through it I mean that was the point right is, is to make him not lost he he doesn't look lost anymore so 
I, th I think we should maybe just let him be. Led Zeppelin, I mean... <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I, Go ahead. I believe that that would be the best recourse. Yeah. I mean, it's not like... It's not like he can pay us. Well, it's so. But good job. I, good it's job, though. Also, saving him. I mean, a lot of these <laughs> objects contain a lot of essence, yeah. or at least a little, to mm -hmm. sustain the spirits. So, a t-shirt might do it for him. Curiously enough, when you see the t-shirt brought over the top of his body, you actually watch as that is he. You expect to see it looking really tight and frumped, you know, being put over a sweater vest and whatnot. It actually seems to materialize as he's just wearing a shirt now as this guy situates it on. The blood stains are a little more apparent against his white skin, but as this old man who looks like um, he has a single monocle and he is dressed in uh, t-shirts and bell bottoms has, looks like he is torn up a little bit. Um, side of his mouth looks like it's got some, look, you can see blood caked onto his beard, but his eyes look friendly. And as he's situating this guy's t-shirt, he's saying something to him, even though this guy's balding, he pulls his hair back a little bit. Like he's like, this is something of a, a tick with him. And he's saying something warmly to this ghost and the ghost actually looks like he's starting to react. And at about that point, this old man looks up at all of you and just goes, I'll take it from here. You're, you're, you're I'll take care of him. Thank you. Um, We'll be right over there if you need any help with anything. Far out. Peace. Okay. Well, that was our pro bono for the month. I mean... He's up a little. Yeah. I make my way. Okay. Yeah. Eagerly, you're pushing yourself forward. Now, here in the underworld, yeah. the one thing... You are walking here in the underworld with yes. a ghostly limb. Yes. So, for the viewers at home... Phantom limbs. It's more than just nerve pain. Oh. <laughs> yes. The limb that you lost in the land of the living exists here and manifests attached to your body in the underworld as a translucent, hollow-looking, ambient glowing limb that is attached to your leg. Um, as you glide across the ground, um, Miss Lily just walks very calmly next to you and is regarding everybody. Um, her head is looking where her body is not turning. You just see it kind of pivot around like a turret. Um, you guys start to hear the louder sensation, the louder sounds of a piano being played. As you approach the center block, Niles's place is not a club. It is in fact a broken baby grand piano that's missing one leg. It's slanted sideways. And he also defying what would you guess would be the laws of gravity here in the underworld is slanted sideways on a chair that has no legs. Um, and he is playing this tune. Niles is a man who looks like he died probably in his early 50s. Um, he has uh, black skin, which contrasts against this beautiful white beard that just goes down the sides of his face, curls a little bit. He has nice bald head and he is dressed impeccably, um, as though he was performing the night he died. Um, Niles, you know for a fact, uh, actually uh, uh, died of an asthma attack in 1923, uh, and has been existing here in Second Block, is one of the founders of Second Block. Um, this piano, as you are all approaching it, are you are aware coming upon it is a piano that is rich with essence. Um, and for some might be considered the heart of second block. 
Nobody messes with it. That belongs to Niles, and everyone appreciates Niles. He is the community leader. And as he's just running his fingers along this keyboard, playing masterfully this gorgeous jazz tune, and he stops immediately in mid-note as he sees you all approaching and goes, Well, well, well. Back again. I hate to interrupt you. It was beautiful. No, no, it's, uh, <laughs> it's all right. I know that song by heart. I can pick it right up where I left off. And how are you, young man? Doing, doing all right. Um, it's, it's hard because I've, I think I've made a connection with Rabbit's Foot. It's just he's scared all the time, and I feel it all the time. So it's hard to get that under control. I wish I could give you some advice, son. <sighs> yeah. There is none to give, unfortunately. But it's fine. Uh, I, we're all here to see you. Hello, Mr. Virgil. Hello. You're all here to see me. Yeah, yes. Um, yes. I, I trust that the last shipment that you got arrived safely? Shipment of no. grave goods? It did not. Well, that's something that I'm going to have to look into. You mm. sent something down? I did. I, I, let, let me go check my records. Um, I don't think I missed a shipment. Did you forget oh my gosh. to do that? I, I don't think I did. We've been doing so much at the store right now. Um, let, let me go check my records. Um, yep, but I'm that's, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Besides the quote, I do have um, one of the items that was supposed to be in the shipment. I mean, obviously, the rest of the shipment will be on its way. Of course, yeah. No, there's uh, no rush. What uh, What do you got for me today? Uh, it is a piccolo. Uh, perhaps it was used in a jazz band, but as you can see at the bottom, uh, it does have a date stamped on it. Uh, it does have a cracked case, but perhaps you. Oh, would you know, like I don't mind about that. Let take me a look see. at that. Oh, yes, absolutely, I do. He pulls it over. And you hear a clipping, like, clap, as he pulls open and he goes, Now look at that. That is a piccolo. I could never play woodwinds ever since I was a little boy. That's actually how I found out I had lung problems when I was a kid. I always wanted to play flute and uh, couldn't do it. But you know, maybe I can put this to you somehow. And he closes it up and says, that is a lovely gift and I thank you for that. That is beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. I'm going to set that right in there. And he puts it right next, slides it right up on top of the piano and says, you know, I appreciate those, these gifts. I do. I really do. You don't always have to bring them, though. Oh, I know. But from one small business owner to another small All right. business owner. All right. All right. That's fair enough. That, that, that and then enough. plus your very presence is so calming for Bo for some reason. Um, Bo actually is not paying any attention to either one of you. He's glancing back over towards the market where you see a bunch of the goods being handed out. His eyes are locked on it. That's rude. Oh, that's uh, not a problem at all. Guys, they're a whole different animal. Yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> um, Ivy, you look somewhat distressed. Are you all right? Any news? Oh, I see. Is this what's brought you all down here today? More or less. We, we have some more information, I think. But, um, yes, let's start with... Any news? Well, I don't have any news just yet. Okay. And at this point, I have to start bringing up some possibilities. Now, 
First thing I need to tell you is that the underworld is a very big place. And there are a lot of people down here. And more are coming every day. So it's important for you to know that just because we haven't found anybody yet doesn't mean we're not gonna. It's also important to tell you that it is always possible your wife did not leave a ghost and that she is not here. It's, it's just we, we ran into Sam McGee and he said that... Sam McGee? Yeah, it's just... It just we, when the hell did you run into Sam McGee? He, he was... Graveyard. Right outside of Middle Town. Well, on our questions. way to... Well, come here. Stay away from him. Stay away from him. It's just he made it sound like she was down here or that he'd, he'd seen her. And, and I believe Ivy when they say that there's something on his face. That may be true, Ivy, and, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you not to give up. But if getting to her is going through Sam McGee, that's could he have brought her somewhere? Yes, here? it's possible. Yes, I'm not going to lie. It's possible. Yes, but it's typical for Reapers to bring ghosts to the upper reaches. They don't typically go any deeper than that. If Sam McGee took her somewhere else, then you'd have to figure out why. But I don't understand why he would do that. I mean, he's a son of a bitch, but I don't think he's going to inconvenience himself. I'm sure that's how he would see it. Has he made There was more to the encounter that, yes, that we sir. had with Sammy. Um, he was staring intently at a tombstone and then uh, proceeded to lie to us about his... Uh, well, why he was there. It was, um, Juliet, I don't remember the name that was on the tombstone. Um, I, I, I have it. Uh, um, oh my gosh, it's somewhere here amongst my notes. Mm. But in any oh, case. Give, give, give me a moment. Take a moment, of course. In any case, uh, he stared at that tombstone like it was someone that meant something to him. And then he completely lied about it, saying that this person was just a meal of his. Well... I've been down here a long time, and I'll tell you, when a ghost transforms and becomes a reaper, the moment they put on that death mask, they become something different. And I'm just saying, it's, it's not unusual if he wasn't emotionally attached to something. Reapers are, uh, well, they're you know how reapers get made? Has anyone ever told you? Isn't it that they get a mask or something? Y'all don't know. Uh, a reaper. It's not like we had a manual for any of this. No, I'm, I'm happy check to your notes. I'm happy to educate Just, you. It's, it's also the name was Melanie Lowe. That's that's what I got from the from the headstone. I'm happy to educate you as best I can. And about that point, you see, you feel the presence of somebody approaching the piano. Um, all of the guys immediately turn and look up as this uh, young woman looks maybe um, East Asian as she's approaching. She walks up. Um, she's wearing a wedding dress. And uh, as she's approaching, um, you see holding it, holding in her hand, she's got a baseball <laughs> as she's approaching. Um, she's like, I'm so sorry to interrupt. Um, 
Miles, did you still want this? And he's like, no, I don't. I'm good. You go ahead and take that, okay? Sorry to bother. And oh, uh, she begins to move away. What's that? Well. Perhaps it's something that I, I could help with. Oh, so what happens here is from time to time, as the leader of this community, ghosts will sometimes come up and uh, members of the community will bring me items of essence that they think I might enjoy. It's very nice of them to do that sometimes. And in return, I try to help them as well. As best I can. You were talking about Reapers. Reapers. I knew that would come back. Um, so you move away? I'm just going to get some of the air. Okay. Air. 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 Yeah. Air. Yeah. Um, I'll be back. Um, as you move away, Miss Ivy looks at the rest of you and just moves after them their body turning, their head still regarding all of you, and then they move on. Um, I'm going to follow. Okay, you move as well. Mm -hmm. As Niles watches you both walk away for a moment, and then he leans back and says, Your geists probably know this already. A reaper is a ghost that is wearing the death mask, and a death mask is essentially the corpse of a geist. When a geist is destroyed or killed or whatever you want to call it, they become a death mask. It's usually a uh, some kind of manifestation. It's difficult to describe. In some cases, it is quite literally a mask. Other cases, it might be a jacket or some kind of symbol of their remembrance. But most often, it is in fact a mask. And those masks end up in the rivers down here in the underworld. And when they wash up on a shore, all a ghost needs to do is take one, put it on, and they become a reaper. And once that happens, they are something completely different than a ghost. And they cannot be trusted. If the Chthonian gods are real, and it's not just some hokey religion that's been passing around here in the underworld since the beginning of time, they believe that they are servants of those gods. Well, no wonder all of our guys started freaking out. That's why you were... Bo! Bo's sl head slowly turns and looks at you, and you see this irritation on his face as he stares at you. <laughs> Did you... You you caught all of that? Yes? Or you want to go to the mark? I'm not going to get worked up right now. I'm not. We are paying attention to everything that you're saying. As he was talking, uh, I've been looking down at Lucky Rabbit's foot and looking at the mask. And looking at the mask on Rabbit's foot. <laughs> Lucky Rabbit's foot is wearing a mask that looks like it's a plastic child's mask. Yeah. It looks like it's from the early 40s. Okay. So it looks like it's been purchased. Uh, so it's got kind of that that early, like, it, it's that really the early era of when those kinds of plastic masks were first coming out, yeah. and they are all creepy as hell. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> um, so, but uh, I, Lucky's rabbit's foot is wearing one of these old school plastic masks. So, actually, forties is probably a little too early. It's probably closer to like fifties, mm -hmm. but it's yeah, it's creepy looking. Um, but he looks back <laughs> up at you. You don't sense anxiety mm. um, coming from him. You sense as your geist looks up at you. Uh, clutching your shirt, you just sense this feeling of of uh, 
severity. Mm-hmm. Like he's just looking at you as he's watching your reactions uh, to the news. So he says, so in conclusion, Sam McGee is a very old reaper. He's been lurking in San Francisco for God knows how long. So just be very careful dealing with him. He has sent a lot of people to second block. Well, luckily, we have um, another lead to go off of. All right. I'm going to say a bunch of words that you're not going to understand. Okay. But I just need to get it out, okay? Okay. So I'm a, an influencer in a way, and I do YouTube videos, and another person who is an influencer on a different okay. type of These thing. are the words you're talking right. about? While Contacted he explains me. this to you, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to step outside with Bo. He's just, he keeps on staring at the market. Please continue. Anyway, it's going to be an epic collab. Um, and I just, she contacted me through Instagram, through my DMs, and I took a picture. And I don't get service down here. But Son, I'm sorry. I have to stop you. You said a few words. I don't understand a damn thing you're saying. Do you know who this is? And I'll show the, the Instagram picture of oh. Bendy Becca. Bendy Becca. And looks at it. Says, I have no idea. Oh, who not, that is. not her. The, the man in the background that's staring into the lens. He's dead, whoever he is. Yeah. Don't recognize him. If he's up in twilight, I've probably never met him. How did a regular camera catch him? It happens sometimes. Uh, ghosts can manifest to certain things. Appear in mirrors, appear in photographs, things like that. It's their way of trying to reach out. But I tell you one thing, and I'll give you this. There's a good chance that whoever that is is probably lurking nearby his anchor. In the place or Bendy yeah. Becca? And well, if it's Bendy Becca, is that her name? I didn't pick it. Yeah. <laughs> Why in the name of God do they call her Bendy Becca? Better than Malibu Medium. Uh, don't worry about it. I'm gonna start fresh. This Becca person. Yes. If if she is his anchor, then everywhere she goes, he's gonna follow. But it doesn't look like that might be the case. It looks like he looks different than her. He dressed like, dressed like, just like Steven over there. You see that man? Yeah. He points. Yeah. You see, he's pointing at the guy wearing the uh, the <laughs> t like wearing like the jean shorts yeah. and looks like he knew the one that just put the Zeppelin T-shirt. Right. And, and he's just laughing his head off, and he goes, "Whatever, man. Like, if it's not going to do any good smoking it here, who is that? That's Steven. Steven. That's right." It- I, he seems like a good guy. Steven's a good guy. Yeah, he's a, he was a roadie at a, or a stagehand at a place called some uh, like a Woodstock. And uh, oh yeah, I've heard of it. He says it was a music event. I'm just gonna have to take his word for it. Very much so. Yeah. But uh, you know he he's been down here a while too. Um, I mean, not to say that. Every ghost that looks like each other would know each other, but I let's ask. Try to imagine the entire population of the yeah, our I can't world. do that. It's anxiety-inducing, and yeah. so I just need to kind of stick to my own little bubble, if that's okay. So, if you are having difficulty imagining every person on the planet, yeah. then you're going to have the same problem imagining how many people wander through this world. I understand. I just need to do what I can. Yeah, do what you can, son. Do what you can. But I'm just letting you know, the underworld, this place, it's a world on top of a world on top of a world, all the way to the very, very bottom. Where where did everybody else go? We all went that way, and she's over there. 
you, in the mm-hmm. distance, you see like Juliet like wave, <laughs> <laughs> and then the ticking man also. It's his huge yeah. long hands come up and just wave. Um, you see uh, Betha just following Bo, who's moving away from her for once, yeah. like going mm. deeper into the market. Um, he reaches out and says, "Give me your hand for a second. Okay. He takes your hand and he says, "Mal, you seem like a good boy." And I am grateful to have met all of you. It's not often you come across sin eaters, to be honest. Y'all are doing some good work, and we appreciate that. I mean, a lot of us wish we had a second shot, but this is where we are now. But if you can help others and keep them from coming down here, well, I will take that as a kindness for sure. Oh, good. I thought you were going to tell me to stop for some reason. No, no. Oh, keep good, doing okay. what you're doing. I'm, I need to talk to you about Ivy. Uh, I know. Ivy is incredibly eager to find their wife. I know. They are looking for a needle in the biggest haystack humankind has ever known. And I can't even promise you that she's even down here. Yeah. It's entirely possible that her entire life was wrapped up when she died. What I'm saying is, you might need to prepare Ivy for the fact that they are here and that their wife moved on. So you mentioned about the enormity of the population. Well, I'm not going to tell you not to give up. I'm not going to tell you to give up hope. As much as there is a difference in the population, we're about as different of people as you can get. And for some reason, circumstances put us together And we all have our different reasons for fighting what we're fighting for. And Ivy, honestly, has no reason to be associating with any of us unless she Mm. is able to, or unless they're able to achieve their goal of finding their wife. So I don't see it hurting if we can take advantage of, I guess, their situation. And it couldn't hurt to look. You just be careful with that mindset, son. Well, it's you the did best use the words. I'm, I'm not disputing what you said, but just keep in mind that you did use the phrase "take advantage." Yeah, I've done that my whole life. So, so just be aware. I'm not saying give up hope, because the dark secret of the underworld is, in fact, that the population does not grow as much as it shrinks down here. In fact, I might say it kind of balances out every day. A domain crumbles into the into the ocean of fragments at the bottom of the underworld. One of these days we're going to get a call or someone's going to see a video and going to contact us and it's going to be a case that Ivy is going to be really invested in and, and that'll be that. I'm sure it'll happen. Well, just keep in mind, your geist has an agenda too. Yeah. I'm going to do what I can to help y'all. Especially if you keep bringing me down trinkets like this, especially your 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 friend Betha, she's doing me some favors, and I'm not I'm not gonna dismiss that. I appreciate that. I do. Betha's a great businesswoman. I'm gonna let you get back to your friends, but before I send you on, I need you to know, mm-hmm. Sam McGee. He is. <laughs> he is awful. He is a liar and a cheat. Whoever he was in life when he was still a ghost was a liar and a cheat. And whatever that was got him killed. Of that I am certain. Now we've been trying for a while 
to figure out his story. And it's out there. So I'm going to give you this piece of information. Mm -hmm. You can learn about Sam McGee. Mm -hmm. You can find out how he died. Well, you might be able to find out how to kick that son of a bitch around. I think we might be able to help. Well, keep me posted. And don't tell anybody I told you any of this. Because I'll tell you, an angry reaper? No, thank you. We don't want that either. No, you don't. There's only so much a reaper can do to us now that we're in the underworld, but to you? Reapers can do things to the living. Don't forget that. A threat understood. Yeah. All right. Well, not to spook you. <laughs> but you're doing great work. Thanks. You're doing wonderful work. Keep it up. And if you need me, just come find me at my piano. If there's anything I learned over the years of being a medium, it's actually being a judge of character. And you're one of the good ones, Niles. Well, thank you. Thank you, thank you. There's a part of me that's actually kind of happy that this is where I ended up. There's a lot of souls down here that need some cheering up. I think you know one better. Neither can I. Neither can I. And he starts right on that note where you left off. And gives you this big smile as he continues to play. See? He says, told you. And keeps playing it. Um, outside, uh, I am next to Ivy. And... Um, I, I noticed that they're emotional, but Juliet's the kind of person who, like, she sees someone being emotional, and she wants to comfort, but also she wants to give them their space, so it's actually just the two of us stand, like, Juliet's looking straight ahead mm -hmm. and not, not looking at Ivy, because um, I think that I used to coddle you or try to hover, and I realized that was so bad. <laughs> so now, now it's just me. get enough of that. So yes. it's, it's me, like, talking straight ahead um, now, and it's... Yes. Um, just, understand just, cats. Just, yes, I, 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 I have a cat named Sylvia. Julia does. Um, <laughs> or had, I don't know. Um, she. It seems like she can kind of see me sometimes, but anyway. Um, I, I think Sam McGee's down here, and if Niles isn't going to tell us where, um, I, I think that, I, I, I think that we just got to find a lead. We just we got to ask around. Um, Mr. Yeah, we saw him in the graveyard. Yes, yes, but I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to look you in the eye. Um, I... That seems excessive. <laughs> I just seem really emotional right now. Um, anyway, no. I just, I, I don't want to, I don't, if this is a private moment for you, I don't want to... Juliet, if this were a private moment, <gasps> you wouldn't be here. Good point, good point. I mean, so we're never I've, alone these days, I've are we? i put the emotions away. Okay. What did you want to talk to me about? I think... That we should ask around and see if anyone's found, like, seen Sam McGee down here. Because if we find where Sam McGee's been, maybe we find where your wife's been. Mr. Led Zeppelin man over there seems super friendly. And maybe he might know something. Maybe we should look around here for Melanie Love. Good point. And I realize I just suggested that idea, but really, if you want to take lead on this, please do. I don't like talking to you. Beppa walks past both of you. Sorry, gentle people. Apparently, Bo has a bee in his bonnet and is actually going somewhere. I don't know where. Bo? 
Are you still having a moment, Ivy? Do you need more time? Oh, no, that moment is long past. Thank you. Oh, okay, good. I go through moments myself sometimes, and I don't quite know what to do with them, so I just have Juliet schedule some time for me. Do you need then me to schedule something right now? I will probably need some moment time later on. Perhaps hey, later on. Hey, if I could not leave me by myself in the underworld, <laughs> I think that would be great. Okay, just note for next right. time. Oh. I'm fine. I just didn't know where everyone is went. Lucky and... Rabbit's been okay? Yeah, 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 he's fine. Okay. Just by myself. Okay. You have me in your bonnet, too. I do? I do? No, 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 no. It it's, just, a, it's a second. Oh, did you? Do you, you see this one, right? So then why don't we all go to the market? We were thinking about looking around for Melanie Lowe. Oh. oh that's a good idea. Right, that's um. I good, wanted to the, talk to what, Stephen. What, what was that name again? Melanie Lowe. That was the one on the gravestone. Oh, of course, I knew that. Yes. 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 It was my notes. Um, yes, thank you for taking excellent notes. As we Julia. walk, um, yeah. I just wanted to fill you in real quick, Julia, because I yeah. know this might pertain to you. But I'm ready. Okay. <clears throat> Niles said that uh, it, it, we might be able to find a way to defeat Sam McGee if we can find out how he died. And I know that's kind of like a specialty of yours. Yeah. You're kind of oh, like the private oh, okay. eye. Okay, okay, yes. Yeah, so, so we just need that, a few that... pieces of information, right? Yes, we, we need just three pieces of information. If we can find literally any three pieces of information, they have to be the truth. Okay. I, I, I think I might have something for that. Well, that is a very solid lead. The hard part is... We don't know what his real name was. We don't know. And and I would rather us find out through Melanie Melanie Lowe instead of us having to go back to actually meet Sam McGee because I don't really want to. Uh, we shouldn't do that anymore. By the yeah. way, <clears throat> that was the biggest thing takeaway. <laughs> great, just don't... great. I'm really glad we found about this after we did it. Also, I know this isn't important to anyone else, but I really, I mean, Bendy Becca is meeting with me, and I just want to make sure. That we're all on the same page because I need this shoot to go well. So I thought uh, I thought she was meeting with us. Or yes, is, is it not all of us? It is. It, it Did is. I miss something, Juliet? Uh, no, 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 no. She's meeting with all of us. We're technically still the entourage. Um, still on the itinerary. Oh my God! Know. What is time dilation down here? What is time dilation down here? We don't actually know. We've oh. only been here once. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> I just wonder what. Oh, I'm aware. What Bo is talking about right now. Juliet hates this. Bo has his arms folded back behind him, and he's watching ghosts pass, looking left and right. And when he notices you looking at him, his eyes blink and he stares at you. You put up such a fuss when we were talking to Niles, and now you're fine. You begin to see the detail of cracks across the side of his face. If you didn't know any better... You would think he might be clenching his jaw. This is normal. They have to stare down all the time. I'll make this my way to the market and start to look around, maybe ask people. Looking for Melanie Lowe. Okay, as moving into the market is an interesting experience. There is a large collection of ghosts here. Mm-hmm. Um, people in various states of disrepair. <laughs> but yeah. also um, but also you are coming across I mean this this is starting to resemble something right out of a Tim Burton movie. There mm-hmm. are people here that are not whole, but are. Um, and are moving about their daily lives without any problems. It seems like oh, they've yes. all it, it seems like they have all sort of formed a very tight-knit community. Um but uh, 
they are like you will notice that one ghost is literally missing half of their body and is in the middle of a very pleasant conversation with somebody who is talking to them about tea um there are all sorts of uh knickknacks and whatnot being hung up on the sides of the streets um where you see old movie posters and broken needles and all of these strange things just splayed out that people are hawking and exchanging and, and passing back and forth. Um, the ghosts that are, it looks like this marketplace probably opens every day. How the sun rises and sets, there's really no day night here. Um, so how this persists, you're not sure, but you do see Steven mm. who is, um, looks like he's sitting there and rubbing the back of the ghost that you brought with him. And saying something to him, and just like over and over, like oh. he's trying to help him come down off of a bad trip. Yeah. And he's just sitting there, like, no, man, it's all right. You take your time. Man, wandering the upper reaches, man. That's pretty fucked up. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Uh, as we're walking up, I'll turn down to Lucky Rabbit's <clears throat> foot and I'll say, don't take it. But if you find one toy, stand by it. And I will come to you. Do you understand one? Um, I'm going to say, just for this role, roll your empathy and your synergy. First roll. Yep, first roll. Yeah. <laughs> Going to improvise this little roll here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll, roll your empathy and your synergy. The difficulty Amazing. is one. Oh, no. One, two, three, four, five, plus my synergy of three. That's eight. Empathy is my best it, one. Empathy is your best one. <laughs> one, two, three, five, six, seven, and so eight. Cool. All right, so what you got? Uh, that's one success. Yeah. Oh, two. Two. Oh, that's a ten. Nope, yeah. that's a t- Oh, that's a that's one. A one. <laughs> so, Just one success. One success is all you needed. Um, okay, so you get the impression um, as Lucky Rabbit's Foot is looking at you, you see the darkened eyes underneath the other side of the mask, but then you see some recognition. It doesn't look like he is capable of understanding the full directive you got, mm. but you see he nods slowly. <laughs> And one. glances over at the marketplace. One. Um, and then looks back at you um, and makes this motion with his hand. Okay. Okay. Juliet sees, the, oh, uh, no. Juliet sees this and she just turns to the ticking man and just raises one finger. The you ticking man... That? Looks back at you and raises one incredibly long <laughs> finger. So I'm glad we're on the same page. He <laughs> 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 lowers it. Betha glances at Bo, giving him a side eye, and then uh, searches the market using uh, a cult and a specialty of the underworld. I want to find the most um, essence laden object here, kind Ooh. of like a hidden. Treasure that you would find when you're thrifting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and make a roll. Um, and while you're doing that, what what were you doing? I am. I'll go up to uh, Stephen. Okay. Um, let's resolve the roll real quick. What's up? Do you want to combine? It? So it'll be a cult plus something. It'll be wits because it was hmm. specifically looking for. Um, uh, might be streetwise. Um, or. Uh, that's a oh okay then i would say yeah wits is good yeah so that'd be three and four mm-hmm. and um you're specialized in this so you get an extra one yeah thank you streetwise and wits mm-hmm. <clears throat> one, two, one, 
Okay, so that's four successes. One of them was a zero. That's a 10, so it explodes. So reroll it again. Mm -hmm. So reroll that 10. So you have four successes. Four successes. Four successes. Okay, four successes. Um, (laughs) Yes. So four successes is extraordinary. So you um, you do look through. Uh, you see this. It looks like a pile of broken toys. Um, but as you're sifting through, this pile of broken toys is giving away. I mean, there's things in here like shattered Pez dispensers. Um, you <laughs> are pushing through. You see like old movie photographs. Um, uh, you see a blanket. Um, and as you're continuing to shuffle through all of this, you kind of pull your hand out and as you prick yourself on what looks like a, a knife that someone left in there. Um, <clears throat> but eventually what you see is there is a simple glass flower um, laying in this very delicate. And as you pick it up, it immediately just crumbles to dust and does not misform. It's almost like it changes from a solid state to a glittery dust and then forms back into the flower again. Whoa. Bingo. <laughs> Whatever it is, it had tremendous sentimental value before it was destroyed. Um, and you see a couple of ghosts eyeing it as you pick it up. Um, and at about that point, um, you see this uh, gentleman, uh, looks like a little person, comes walking up. Says, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've had that one for a while. That's one of my favorites. It's it's a pretty bauble, but you know, I I don't know if it's really something that I need. You know, more of like an impulse buy. You know, like some change that I have, that kind of a thing. What's the price like for? Is he yours? And he points at the huge, towering <laughs> businessman behind you, who is just sitting there looking around." Yes, Bo is with me. So you're a member of the Bound, then? Is that right? I am. Interesting. I am, okay. I am indeed, because you know why? Why wouldn't? Why wouldn't my guys be right behind me when I'm obviously trying to do business? Well, uh, I don't know what to tell you, but um, uh, I don't. Know, what are you going to use that for <laughs> exactly? Oh, um, I do trades. Um, when we go out into the underworld, you know, it might help when we find one of the lost to be able to give them something so that they can make it to one of the towns. So you're doing charity work or something? I wouldn't call it charity work. I simply call it pro bono for the month type of a thing. You know, there's a ledger and there's, you know, so many spaces on that ledger. He pulls back his dirty blonde hair and just... So you're going to haggle me? Is that what this is? Well, you know, I already told you the reason why I'm doing this. If you want to take the essence out of other ghosts' mouths, then, you know, that is your prerogative. Oh, that's not going to work on me. That's not. (laughs) That's just not. Because I absolutely will take the essence out of another ghost's mouth. Essence down here is the difference between dying, dying, and existing. So... Unless you got something that's going to be a value, there's no way I'm parting with that. Well, it appears to me that you seem to be a very canny business person, and I appreciate that. So I'm sure that we can come to terms. You know what's you know what's working for you right now? 
is the fact I can see you changing gears and shifting tactics, but you're doing it so charmingly. <laughs> and the fact that you think it's working on me, but, but you're also... I appreciate it. And I could tell that you could tell. <laughs> so what's happening is, is I'm talking myself into giving you a deal. Because I, I appreciate you. I do. I appreciate you. It must be difficult. Oh, don't. You're going to be in these see, other now, reaches. You're hitting the weak spot now. And everything uh, that you have here. In fact, uh, I, I feel like we should do business in the future. I'm certain that there's other things that I could bring. I bring things to Niles all the time. I'm certain that I can. And I'm sorry. I did not catch your name. I'm Betha. Shaw. Nice Shaw. to meet you, Betha. Nice to meet you. This is Beth. Um. Hello, Bo. Yes. Scary, scary bow. Well, indeed. <clears throat> bow um, is an adjective in and of himself. I'm certain that we could start some sort of... Business uh, arrangement? Yes. I'm sure we could. Uh, what do you got? Everything's on the barter trade system here. So if you got something interesting, I'll take a look at it. Well, I do have this guitar pick. Uh, it was part of a haunting... Uh, in a townhouse just outside of San Francisco in a town called Novato. And it used to be someone's anchor, but apparently that person was able to move on. So it is charged with a lot of really good essence. Yeah. And portable. Look how portable this is. And not fragile at all, unlike this little bottle. Hmm. I mean, look at it shine. <laughs> and isn't Niles also a musician type person? It might be good to have something like this to get into his good graces. I tell you what. <laughs> I'll do a buy-in with you. If you really want that rose. Now I'll hold you to this because I've lived on second block for a while. Lived. Hmm. But if you are willing to let me have a first cut of anything you bring down here. Oh, moving that's, forward. That's a bit deep. Well, that's very, very precious. Well, I, I think that's a really good start for a business arrangement. That's what I'm thinking. So really you let start. You Maybe give, the first five items that I bring down, and then after that, we can renegotiate. Well, we can trade for whatever you bring down. We can trade for it. Mm. But I want first look. I think that's agreeable, especially if there's more things like this um, beautiful memento. It's dangerous getting close to the river sometimes, but there is one nearby. And I am known for being quite good at finding things. Well then, Shaw, I think that we might have a very nice business arrangement for in the future. Well, all right then. Should we call that a trade then? It's a trade. Always handy to have someone whose heart's still beating, bringing stuff things down. Ha, I barely have a heart. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You come back anytime. Oh, I okay. Stop. Bo, Bo is eyeing this rose with disdain and constantly glancing around, almost like Bo is just waiting for someone. Bo's giving the impression, just from the expression on his face as he's glancing around, he's waiting for somebody to try to fuck with him. Um, he's not making any agitated movements or anything, but he's just like, his eyes will shoot left and right, like anytime a ghost wanders near and notices this dread guy still just kind of like move aside. 
Um, but everyone's giving a, a wide berth. Um, as time continues to pass, what do you you walked over to Steve? Yes, okay. I followed. Okay, but Ivy's definitely leading. Yeah, I'll be in the background too. I just don't get left alone. <laughs> but I'm yeah. not on lead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like talking to people, so that's why I'm um, leading. We are actually at the halfway mark. Oh. It's eight o'clock. Ooh, that's so fast. I know. <laughs> Can you believe it? Now so, we know there is time dilation. Oh, there yeah. is time dilation. Hey. So I tell you what, we're gonna yeah. do our age-old ritual here, and we're gonna take a ten-minute break. Oh. And uh, we will jump back into this uh, when we come back. We'll be headed back to the world of the living pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely stay tuned. Um, thank you again for joining us tonight. We'll see you back here in about ten minutes. Hello and welcome back to Before the Gates. We're back from our break, and we're gonna go ahead and jump right back into the game tonight, where we left off in the underworld. Uh, thank you again so much for joining us, and let's go ahead and pick up. We were just at the marketplace in a shanty town called the Second Block. Um, you were about to approach Stephen, who is a ghost that looks like mid late seventies era ghost, um, and uh, your approach to him as <laughs> Miss Lily is very calmly walking behind you. He's in the middle of a laugh as he looks up and says. You're not dead, are you? Oh, I tried it. It didn't really suit me. You kind of are, though. I can see your aura. It's it's really, like, vibrant. Like, yeah, like you died, but then you changed your mind. You know, I did. I had something to come back to. Well, it's nice to meet you. My name's Steve. Steve, nice to meet you. I'm Ivy. Ivy. That's a great name. That's a great name. Thank you. I'm afraid I can pick it. Uh, hi, Juliet. Nice this to meet is you. Mal. Hi. Hi. Woodstock, am I right? Hey. Woodstock. Yeah, right. Were you there? No, not at all. <sighs> Best day of my life. Oh yeah. Best day of my life. Oh, I could see. Oh man, the stories I could tell you. I was thirty feet away from Hendrix when he burned his guitar, and you know, most of the people had started leaving. No one knew that Jimmy was going to be playing that day. Oh wow. Nobody knew. And then he did his thing. I was there, man. I was there. I believe you. Okay, what that's happened? good. <laughs> <laughs> no, he. Uh, he was he was incredible. He was he was possessed. He, he did the the national anthem, and yeah. it was like, at first at first like we were backstage and we thought it was kind of like, are you kidding me? Like, you're gonna play that here now in front of all these people? Like, that's the last thing we wanted to hear, man. Like, we were trying to get away from that shit, you know? Yeah. But it was Jimmy, and we should have known better, man. We should have known better. We should have known that he was gonna do something. Help. <laughs> it was amazing. Then he lit his guitar on fire. He lit his fucking guitar, just lit it on fire on so, stage. Wow. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. It was so Crazy. kind of you to take care of that lost ghost earlier. We saw you. No, he didn't light his guitar on fire. That was, <sighs> was that somewhere else? Where do I remember that from? I believe you're thinking of Monterey. Jimi Hendrix, Monterey, oh. his guitar on fire. Hello, I'm Betha. I'm with Betha. them. Did you, did you ask him about your wife? Hello. Hi. Yes, no, we were looking for a couple ghosts and thought perhaps because you are a second block, you could help. Um, Oh, she's pretty. She's quite pretty. Did you see her by chance? Uh, Come by? No, no, I haven't seen anybody like that come by. Uh, What about a woman might have gone by the name of Melanie Lowe? Would have been dropped off here. Uh, that doesn't sound familiar to me. Have you taken care of anybody that looked like they had been through an ordeal? Well, this guy right here, am I right, man? He like, points at this this, guy. this ghost that's just sitting there, like, rubbing his temples, and he looks up at all of you. 
And this man, as he looks up at all of you, he just goes, Where's Mary? Oh. Um, she's here, I'm sure. We'll find her. Okay. What happened? I lost Mary. Do you remember anything before you were here? Do you know how I can find her? Um, Steven says, you're not going to be able to communicate to him, man. I try. Yeah, but, I mean, you might be able to get through to get some information, but he's not, he's not whole. He's never going to be whole. Well, well, at least he's in a good place now. and You know, one case at a time. Uh, Juliet would like to uh, go up to him because I have Reconciler, so I would like to try and use that on him right now. What is it? So right now what it is is basically your character is an expert at bringing closure to issues and making amends. Um, when undertaking a social maneuver, she'll right or wrong or broker peace remove the number of doors equal to her dots in this merit. So I would basically like to try and bring a little bit of peace to this guy. Because that's also what Juliet's about. I would say make a perception empathy check. Great. Um, perception empathy check. This is a difficulty one. That's great. Um, uh, what's three? Perfect. So I am rolling seven dice, my friend. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's a nice dice pool. Show uh, me what you got. Okay, um, I got... You got a 10. A, yeah. Uh, two successes. Uh, one and of which explodes. explodes. Yeah. So we roll that 10. Yes. That's three successes. Two successes. Um, immediately as you approach him, your, your mouth opening as you're about to say something to him. Um, and you feel the fingers of the ticking man on your shoulder again. Um, she winces. And just as his fingers touch your the tips, the tips of his fingers touch your shoulders, um, Steve goes, Oh no, no, he you're not gonna be able to talk to him. Just look at him. Um, results of your role as you look at him to see why everyone is reacting the way they are. It's subtle. But in game mechanics, mm-hmm. it would be like deciding what rank a ghost is. Mm-hmm. As he manifests, what you see is this being that is a ghost is essentially locked into a single moment. Mm -hmm. It is not a sapient creature. It is a, it is like a psychic echo that is reliving a moment over and over and over. Um, These are usually some of the most difficult ghosts to speak with or talk with Mm -hmm. or reconcile. Yeah. Um, and you get the impression just as you're looking at him, because every time somebody walks past, he goes, where's Mary? As somebody walks past, and says, do you know where Mary is? And he starts to shiver like he's cold. And Steve says, you're not going to be able to help him, man. I'm sorry. I hate that. That seems pointless. Why, Why not just let them move on? That... Whoa. Just... Who would, who would let them move on? I, I don't know. I'm the Catonian gods or whatever they're called. I don't know. I'm, hey, I'm, listen, I'm taking out my listen, anger on you. I, I'm, I'm very sorry. I'm no, very it's sorry. okay. But please don't ever say that shit around here, okay? I, you're a really nice person, but don't 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 say those words around here, okay? That's a real bad vibe. You you don't want to you don't want to say those words. How's Tiki Man reacting? Um, Tiki Man hasn't really moved. 
who's just still sitting there eyeing this guy a little bit. Yeah, I think that social, like, Juliet knows she's fucked up, like, socially, and so uh, she just shuts down. She just, oh, okay. she just goes quiet. She's okay. just, she's like, oh, I fucked up. I fucked up. Oh, um, my God. He just says, listen, uh, I'm not saying you can't help them all, <laughs> but, uh, you know, not everyone's like me, and not everyone's like Niles, and, uh, or Shaw, or, 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 or Bethany over there, or, or you know, or Cupcake, she's on the other side of town. Um, Do people not like talking about the Praetorian gods? Clearly not. <laughs> I think we should just rest. Um, we should just rest okay, on that one, I'm, Juliet. I'm, 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 go as everyone finishes the interjection, he looks around at everybody and just affirms and says, Yeah, no. <laughs> they don't. Some of them actually believe in that shit. I think it's bullshit, but the people who believe in it are scary motherfuckers, and I just don't bring that vibe here, okay? Right. And this is only our second time down, so yeah, let's, yeah. let's not ever let's not say welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. A couple of questions, though. Um, first, you seem to be helping this guy. Is this something like a reaper took care of them upstairs, and they come down here like this? I have no idea, man. Uh, you know, ghosts come down here and we, we, you know, something happens up upstairs and, 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 you know, we get fucked, you know, and, and, uh, you know, maybe a reaper gets us or maybe some asshole like breaks the guitar that we were anchored to uh, a really nice see. guitar. Yeah. And it was the last thing that we had holding us up there, you know? Yeah. And, uh. And the next thing you know, you gotta, you gotta just gotta make, you gotta make do with what you got. Uh, this guy, I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you what happened to him, man. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Any of those um, assholes been down here recently? Yeah. We, uh, you were just mentioning. Are you talking? Are you talking about a reaper? I. Well, you're the one that said it. Well, you asked, and I said, yeah. That's how. I mean, if you're asking about. Yeah. Do you know any in particular? Juliet, come over here real quick while this is happening. Um, yeah, you, you, you and, and uh, she looks at the gay man, and they both slowly try to be as, <laughs> as sneaky as possible and make their it's way really over sneaky. to you. The gay man really yeah, just resembles way. Jack Skellington as he mm. steps; these huge legs just yeah moves over. Um, as uh, he thinks for a second, goes, "Well, there's, there's uh, I mean, the one that uh." The one that brought Miss Cupcake here, uh, she called herself Lady Mantis, and oh. she was an asshole. Uh, Cupcake insists that she was nice, but uh, you know I gotta be honest with you, man. Like any Reaper in my book is just an asshole, just like straight up asshole. That's what we've found thus far. Yeah, we encountered one upstairs. Seemed to have come by maybe fairly recently well i don't know the reaper's been through here you know it's not always safe uh for reapers in uh, big ghost environments like this one really? oh yeah no i mean don't get us wrong like reapers there's some scary motherfuckers like you know your your friends here uh but uh you know town of angry ghosts yeah. That's nothing you want to fuck with. They don't seem like they're um, overly stupid. 
mean, right. you don't take on a you don't take on a horde. You don't take on a mass of people or ghosts because the mass will win. I mean, it's just a numbers game. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty it's much. pretty about right. You should also know that not too many of us like to call ourselves ghosts. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, I do. It. I do it. I'm just letting you know. Like you wonder, you wonder anywhere outside of this shanty town, you might run into that. Is ghouls okay? Is the that, fuck, is that ghouls? ghouls? No. No, no, just just call I'm, it people. Just, I'm new to this. Just let just people. I tell you, you score a lot of points if you talk to people like they're still people. No, I'm not saying you're you're being disrespectful. Right. I'm just saying don't you don't do the ghost thing, man. Got it, it works out Thank really you. well. I no, hey, that. hey, hey, hey. Had no idea. Uh, I know it's it's not a problem at all. So you, you're a friend of uh, right. you're a friend of uh, uh, of uh, of uh, Niles Shaw. Niles, that was his name, Niles. Yes, yes. Well, we are probably late for a date right now, I would think. All right. Conversation's happening. I've pulled Juliet aside. Yes. So I don't really know how this works or if this will help us, but his name is Stephen. He worked at Woodstock, and I think he played guitar. (gasps) Oh, oh, um, okay. Uh, So mechanical question yeah um because now i have a haunt that could maybe help us figure out how steven died um and uh yeah i would love to use that if possible um it's called recall the memoria um and you must be oh but hold on uh oh no yeah you must be at the site of a traumatic death or in the presence of a ghost anchor that relates to the memory are we in the presence of uh, the oh, anchor was destroyed never mind never yeah. mind i'm so sorry Dang, but the, I could use my investigative prodigy to look at those three things and yeah. maybe see if I can find out anything more about like who Steven was or like how I will died. tell y'all this yeah. that that Niles and now Steven uh-huh. and Shaw, the ones you have had conversations with, uh-huh. they are very rare. It's very unusual right. to find ghosts yeah. that are so aware of themselves mm-hmm. and you. Mm-hmm. It's very rare to encounter creatures down here in the underworld that have that kind of personality mm-hmm. and they can speak to you and bargain with you. A lot of ghosts are locked into a very narrow way of existing mm-hmm. and who have just rationalized their new existence. And you would know this from your previous visits to the underworld. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Stephen does seem to sort of fluctuate a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, for the most part, um, it, it would seem that his anchor was destroyed. He seems to be hinting that that's how he got here. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, I, I Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> friend. Okay. I would like to use my merit common sense. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, where it's like your character has an exceptionally sound and rational mind. Right. With the moment's thought, she can weigh potential courses of action and outcomes. Once per chapter is an instant action, I can ask one of four questions. Yep. Okay. Um, uh, are we chasing a worthless lead right now? With Steven? Yes. Yes. Okay. Great. Thank you. Well, Stephen. <laughs> I mean, Wait a minute. Get the fuck away from me. Starting yeah. to wrap things up. Yeah. And, uh, it's lovely to meet someone in the town. Um, we may be by again. So if you keep an eye out. Uh, here, show me the picture again. Yes. There's a lovely smile. Yeah. She'd be easy to spot. If I see her, I'll definitely... You know, remember, and you know, next time you're down here, I'll tell you. Thank you, Stephen. You're welcome, man. Yeah, no problem. 
Uh, as we walk up, I'll be like, oh, oh one more thing. Do, uh, do you know this one? Oh, sorry. I, no, it's, it's all right. I don't get to see these gadgets unless you motherfuckers come down here. Right? You know what I'm saying? Instagram. Uh, 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 they're called... Bin, what, not uh, her. Not the Bindi Becca person. The person... The one in the background of the tree. tree. The one that's dead. The... the not, not the I, ghost, the dead person. I didn't say ghost. No, I was saying it for me. Oh, okay, I also made a note for for a memo. Thank well, you. Memo. I appreciate you. You want me to find out? Do I know the dude in that picture? It could happen. No, man. He doesn't look familiar. He looks like a dork. <laughs> yeah? What makes him look like a dork? The way he's dressed. Can you not see that? Well, I can see that. Well, remember... That that image is super blurry. Oh, you're you're fucking with him. Yeah. Okay, okay. So yeah, yeah. he's also 70s. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, man. Good luck with that one. Okay. Thank you. We appreciate that. Should we? Yeah. I think so I yeah. just want to yes. get out of here. Let's go. Hopefully, back. the time dilation wasn't such that we miss our appointment with Vic. Bendy Becca. Bendy Becca. We couldn't. That have. is that is quite a handle. Uh-huh. Bendy Becca. Yeah, let's... Mary. Um, when you say that, he looks at you with desperation in his eyes. Um, he looks up at you and says, Have you seen her? Maybe she's with Tina. Sorry. As you're walking away and says, Have, have you seen her? Sorry. No one's seen her, man. Here, here, just... Just eat this, and he hands him what looks like a uh, a small broken like action figure. He says, mm-hmm. "Eat that, man. You'll be fine." And we'll head up. And you all walk away as this desperate soul. Have you seen Mary? No one's seen Mary, man. You hear that in the background. Um, moving away from Shanty Town, you start once again hearing the sound distortion. Um, the Sounds of piano playing over the over you, um, echoing around you, becoming distorted and out of tune until it almost sounds like a cacophony of keys until it fades away. And all that is left is the trickling sound of water in the underworld. Um, making your way back into the passageways, um, you uh, <laughs> so I'm just gonna go ahead and call it out because as you begin to clinch up at the sound of water. The ticking man's fingers dig a little bit, not painfully into your shoulder, but it's his reaction to your emotional state. Yeah. And all of you begin become aware that the dreadgeist at her shoulder is a little <laughs> a little defensive right now. Um, you okay because he, he too is trying to understand why you're feeling this mm-hmm. way. And so he gets kind of like, do I need to, like you see him kind of looking around at the other geists, like finding out if they're the reason why she's having this reaction. Um, uh, Juliet just <clears throat> like tries to get away from the water as quick as possible. She just like plows through. She's just like, I'm I'm ready to go. It's like it's like a skittish rabbit. Like skittish yeah, rabbit. I yeah. I will say if you take off, rabbit's foot's gonna follow. Yeah, you. yeah. In fact, <laughs> let's say she does because that's that's very much it. She she just kind of goes for the exit. Okay. Yeah. Um, you end up reaching what is the wall, which mm-hmm. is essentially a great wall that stretches far beyond your vision into the dark above you. Um, 
but it is a wall of stone that is one of the many walls of the underworld. The, in the upper reaches here, this is like one of the boundaries and these caves, networks that lead down in here. Um, this is just one of the many branching veins of the upper reaches of the underworld. Um, entering this cave that you would all come out of. Mm -hmm. You can once again hear that trickling of the water. You can also see, by the way, from here, a bit more landscape. The Valley of Death down below, little shanty town with ghost lights glowing in the dark. And in the distance, you can see one of the great rivers of the underworld. Water that is just collecting here from the Avernian gates, from all over, dripping down from the lands of the living. Every single river in the underworld manifests as something different. And every single river ends in the same place, the lowest levels of the underworld. A place that you've only heard of called the Ocean of Fragments. It is supposedly as deep as the underworld goes. It all stops there. Um, this river glitters from what you can see from up here, almost like sparkles a little bit. But it also has a sort of a mottled look. It's catching light that's not shining on it. Um, moving into this cave, you backtrack. Once again, moving through this area of stone. Um, if, if, if you couldn't hear the breathing of this place, it would seem just like another cave. Except, of course, it's not so much claustrophobic as it is just expansive and large. Um, in some areas, you can't see the ceiling till eventually you find your way back up into what looks like a wooden door that is simply in a rock face. Um, there's water trickling out from underneath this door. Um, brackish fluid that's just leaking down across the stones. Uh, Juliet, look, I'm gonna assume Juliet gets there first because she, she darted out. Um, but she gets there and then realizes, fuck, I can't open this door. Um, so she just paces, but she, like, avoids the water. Um, Ivy? <laughs> Ivy? Coming. <laughs> Stepping up right behind her. Man. I... It's, you're up. If you don't mind. Do I have to do that to open it as well? You don't have to make a roll. From this side, it's actually quite easy for you to, uh, this is a door you've been through once before. So, in this case, we'll just say narratively, it's an easy exit. Um, okay. um, I'm going to look over to Miss Lily uh, and ask her in our way uh, to support me because uh, that's about to go away. You see her hand, this ghostly hand, reach down. Right, she so takes I'll bear your weight. She takes your elbow. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Tiki Man cranes his head as he's watching this, and you see irritation on Miss Lily's eye the moment he gets too close, which causes him to get irritated. <laughs> um, well, as these as these guys are still trying to figure each other out. Yeah. Um, do you see that, Bo? That's cooperation. Is it? Why can't Why can't you do that? Bo hey, stares wait. at you. Yeah. He just stares at you. Let's, I can stare back too. Um. Okay. <laughs> you hear this rumbling sound. And this, as this door goes, just pulls this thing open on the hinges. Um, you see dust falling from the ceiling as it's reacting to this stone being rattled a bit as the door to the underworld opens back into the land of the living. On the other side, you see 
Um, what's kind of disorienting about this is as the door swings open, you see the poorly lit inside of the crypt that you all uh, had just left, along with your chair, which is just sitting waiting for you patiently. Um, however, the underworld itself, on this side, that blacky inkness that you all stepped into the first time, it seems like it's flowing here. You realize the moment you're looking at it is that it's almost manifesting like a really thin layer of a call. It's just kind of waving. Um, I'm gonna give you muff. I'm gonna give you your muffs in a second. All right, okay. <laughs> um, so quick, quick note to the audience. Uh, Geist is a game that deals with some pretty intense shit. Probably um, should have said that in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Well, we're not we're not really diving into it this episode, but but Geist is an Geist is a game that deals with some pretty intense shit. When as a way of taking care of each other at the very beginning of the game, when we were going through session zero, we of course discussed consent and things that we wanted to avoid in our game session. Each of us kind of came to an agreement. Um, so I'm going to let you all know because you're going to be questioning why we're doing the earmuffs things. Sam does not want descriptors of plasma and call and everything else that comes along with that because understandably, completely I understandably. I get grossed out and it makes me feel sick. So rather than do that, we have earmuffs. Yeah, we do Safety earmuffs. Safety tools. Safety yes. tools. Um, so um, I'm going to go ahead and describe you all coming through. So if you want to do the earmuffs like now, <laughs> and I will, I will. I will wave at you when it's oh right yeah I need to keep <laughs> when it's time to come back. I'll tap them. There is a sickening noise as you step through this call. It does feel like a fluid as you're passing through it. You are literally walking through the membrane of the underworld. It's plasm manifest. So as you step through it, there's this sickening like sensation of, of slime spreading across your face. When you step through to the other side, by the time you reach it, there's really not a lot of trace that you step through something like this, except for the roots of your hair and your bangs and whatnot are slicked back a little bit, like you just walked through something wet. Um, and uh, it feels just like a day at the spa, I guess. But it just like there's this disgusting suction, almost like as y'all reemerge into the land of the living. Um, immediately, um, immediately, uh, Miss Lily, uh, you watch. This is something that's been extraordinary to watch. Geist can interact with a Sin Eater. Mm -hmm. um, now, Geist having direct effect on Sin Eaters, usually that comes with a haunt mm -hmm. or that comes with some kind of ability. Whatever they have going on, you watch, and you can only imagine what this might look like to someone who can't see a Geist, but you watch Miss Lily actually cradle some of Ivy's weight huh. as Ivy pivots and slides seamlessly right into the chair. <laughs> And seem fully. I'm not that good um, at it. And oh, um, ow. yay, ow. Yay. <laughs> um, the other thing. What time you, is it? Yeah. Can I pull out my cell phone? The last thing I would tell yeah. you, real quick, yeah. is that the uh, and, and we have discussed this. So um, uh, as a way of getting around, <laughs> uh, guys, the sin eaters, of course, says the way you deal with plasm is you eat it. Or oh, you right. devour it. We are going around that, and okay. we are saying you absorb it. So, okay. the the residue on you all is absorbed into your skin. Um, it doesn't have any other effect. So think of it just like putting on a nice little hand lotion. Yeah, yeah. Ah, good. Just like a day at the good spa. Good to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just reinvigorated. Very um, so, nice. Um, yeah, what time is it? Um, your guys, of course, have re have remanifested here in the world of the living as these apparitions, as you all are used to seeing them. Uh, it's been about six hours. It's close to about. 
Oops. Uh, no, we're fine. It's, it's no. Oh, right. right. It was the next it was morning. The next yes, I thought yeah. it had been yeah. five oh, hours. No, no, no. I thought, no. We, I thought my perception of reality no. readjusted. Um, so to 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 basically tell you all, as you're emerging and looking at your clocks, you realize there is no time dilation. Okay. Oh, the know. time you spend in the time underworld is the time that passes this makes above. Makes scheduling so much easier. Yep. There is um, no time dilation in the underworld. Beautiful. Oh, I guess we don't have to cancel any of the other things that we were going to do today. It's very good. Well, it is. I think at this here. point, it is uh, eight thirty at night. Right. Okay. Uh, can you reschedule that um, emotional yep. moment that I was yep. going to have tonight? On, on it. I'll have on it sometime it. tomorrow. Yes. Uh, we can do it after, after lunch. Your, uh, you you have that thing with with. Uh, okay. Perhaps after dinner then. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. Thank okay. you. Okay. Okay. Have my emotional moment then. Yes. Yep. I mean, it's good that you're having them, but to schedule them out like that, it can't be healthy. It's actually very productive. It's, I found that it really worked for her. Wow. It's better than not having them. I used to not have them. Exactly. And I used to be like this one. She's just I would just do nothing but like crawling over them. Explode. Now at cramps. least I can make sure they're enforced, you know? So at least there's a little bit of time to let it out. Trust me. Great. I yeah. can only take so much of this, so I'm going to okay. head out. Uh, okay. Um, go- oh, Bendy yes. Becca. Well, yes, we're meeting tomorrow. We'll tomorrow. just, we'll just okay, meet right at the. We'll meet at the location. Well, well, asleep? let's meet at the store and come up with a game plan because I need you. Now I need you to not take this the wrong way. I need you to not embarrass me. Oh, it's kind of it's a different world. It's not your kind of business or your kind of business. Juliet, you're well, fine. Last last I checked, Ivy. Was owner of a multi-million, perhaps multi-billion-dollar empire, and I myself am a proprietor of Craven Crystals. If uh, you could just keep one all location that. and expanding. Yeah. Okay. Tomorrow. You won't then? tell your friends that we are capitalist locust. Thank you. See you in the morning. You can yes. see your breath down here, by the way. It is quite cold. <laughs> you have emerged into the San Francisco evening, yeah. and it is late fall. <laughs> right. Well. I have. Way, yeah, I am. I just need to grab my book from behind the register. Okay. We can actually call this a scene and move on to the next Great. if you so choose. So uh-huh. this concludes your second visit to the underworld. Whee! Um, <laughs> so far, the deepest you have ventured is the Shantytown second block. Yes. We're good. Um, and you, but hey, this, this was the most informative trip you've had so far. You got to learn a little bit about the ecosystem. So... Let me read a bit, because now we're going into the second stage of the game here. Um, so, <laughs> founded in 1776, the city has a history as old as the country itself. And like the country, it has sinned against those who have sought a better life here. But it has also had moments of hope and renewal, of affirmation and innovation. In recent years, however, the city has become less and less accessible to those who want to live here. Prices rise and the cost of living has become notorious throughout the West Coast. Death has transformed this city in your eyes. Its history has reformed it right in front of you. Old buildings that once stood, brought low by the great earthquake of 1906, still stand quietly on the outskirts of the city proper in your vision. Trolleys have become home to ghosts who never seem to reach their stop. The Golden Gate Bridge has become home to ghosts who never want to cross to one side or the other and instead linger in between. The great hills of this city and its overlooks are now awashed in twilight, the realm of just beyond the living. The dead of the city have become very aware of all of you. 
Those who are capable of doing so have begun to whisper about all of you. In the nine months since you have made your home here, the bargain with your geist has caused a shift of energy. Something is happening in San Francisco. It can't be pure coincidence that there were not, where there were none, there are now four of bound living here. Not only bound, but sin eaters, who's, who are bound, who, who, <laughs> those who are bound to their geist, but seek those to help the ghosts who teeter on the edge of torment in the underworld. The city has bled from ancient wounds, from old scars, never thought to heal. But now, your return to life, things may be changing. Stepping back into your lives, you're returning back to your homes, and it does feel odd how tactile and how warm everything feels here. Even with the cast of Twilight, San Francisco has once again become a place that has, in your eyes, is vibrant and very alive. The nightlife, the cussing, the laughter, the hand-holding, um, the lines, the, the cars honking, all of it. Just the madness of the city itself is a welcome sensation to the dark, constant howl of ancient wind in the underworld. Um, and once again, you have all found yourselves kind of sensitive to the ebbs and flows of the living as you've all returned. Um, going back to your daily lives, it's once again giving you a bit of perspective as you return home. Each of you separating for the evening to go back and rest. Um, unless there's anything else, we can pick up the day tomorrow morning. Let's go. I do want to have one a moment sure. with Bo. Okay. Yes. Where would you like to have that moment? Um, at home. Okay. So you're back at your apartment? Yes. Okay. So it's a lovely, lovely apartment. It has two levels. As the keys <laughs> clatter into the bowl that's next to the door where you keep them, the door closes, and you glance up, and in the mirror... Um, there's just the dead silence of the apartment and the geist standing behind you, as always, stoic, watching uh, you. Beffa goes into the kitchen, and like she has done before, she proceeds to make uh, uh, one dinner and then splits it into two portions, uh, sits uh, her dinner in front of her, and then sits um, what she considers Bo's dinner in front of um, his part. Uh, and she uh, says, all right, Bo. Once again, let's try this again. And she pulls out her family album. And um, as she goes through um, and points to her mother, she tries to bring up the emotion that she has. Her mother, she cares very deeply for her family, her mother and her sister, her father who has passed away. And um, as she has dinner with Bo, and this is a nightly thing that they do, uh, she points to them and then has the emotion that, so that he can feel that also. Bo doesn't react. And he, every, it, just as he always has, every time you've put this in front of him, he watches you curiously, but doesn't seem to react. Every now and then his brow furrows. You get the impression that he is aware that you're trying to reach out to him, but he doesn't react otherwise. And you wonder why I'm so irritated with you. We'll do it again tomorrow night. Enjoy your ramen. He's... Doesn't move. As you move into your bedroom to go to bed, he stays in the kitchen, standing over the ramen. And as you glance out through the bedroom doors, it starts to close. Uh, you just see him 
a strange contrast against the skyline of San Francisco. You can still see some some city lights shining through his body as he stands there staring down at this plate. And the door closes. The next morning, at your coffee, at, uh, no, you're, before you go to the coffee shop, you're meeting at Craving Crystals. Craving Crystals. Craving Crystals. Yeah. In a okay. Okay, store hasn't opened yet. At the, very, at the very accessible second floor, yeah. we have an elevator. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Juliet's uh, there 15 minutes early because she's 15 minutes early to everything, as we always know. Um, and yeah, she's just behind the registers waiting for everyone. She's reading a book. It's How to Make Friends and Influence People. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll be the first one in. I, I'll sort of be there 10 minutes early. So you were still earlier than Mal. Yeah. Um, but I'll come blustering in and I have uh, like a DSLR camera in my hand. Oh. And hey. You're oh, early. You're early. Why I mean, you? yes, I'm always early, but this is actually. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. I, wow. Well, this is good this change. Is this is my career. change. Juliet. I'm so impressed with you right now. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Okay. Wow. Is, did you see any of them? Is, is that, no. I'm on the way. Um, okay. Listen. Yes. How do you want to handle today? Tell me. Okay. So we need to tone this down just okay. a, a little bit. Okay. 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 It, do you need me to play the assistant part? Like what? I don't think so. Okay. I now I I know that we've done a lot of these. We we go out and we and we get the lead from the video and we go and we we check it out, right? And every time you come across as a little aggressive, my personality for the video it has to be very soothing. I'm helping people who are going through a very difficult time. The smell say- of fresh paper immediately fills your nostrils. Um. And for a moment, you think you hear a Xerox machine. And it's just rolling over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, yeah. What What am I hearing? Am I actually hearing a Xerox machine? Or is this just my mind freaking out at the word that he called me aggressive? As you... <laughs> your instinct is to look around to see if you're actually hearing yeah, a Xerox yeah, machine. Yeah, and, and, and she does. Um, you... Glance, you. She's somewhere else right now. But you glance to your yeah. left. Um, you see what looks like a large, bulky uh, Xerox machine from the '80s, a big copy machine, industrial size. And you're watching this light underneath one of the big doors, just as it's scanning papers. And you're just watching it roll out, roll out, roll out. You can hear that. You can you can smell that hot paper smell, um, like it's like it's been going for so long, and it's kind kind of that 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 strange scent to it like it's been like it's like the temperature of the machine itself is so warm that it's causing the paper to burn a little bit um i'm i'm sorry do you do you not see that right now no that was a little too relaxed so no 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 oh it's um, gone i want to go the moment you, i'm gonna go and it's there's nothing at the window are you gonna be okay this is kind of a big day for me did you yes i'm sorry yes i i get it i can be less Aggressive. I've just never been a part of an entourage before. I, even in college, it just wasn't really my thing. But yes, yes. Also, I wouldn't say that word around Betha. She gets very sensitive. Yes. Um, what are we calling ourselves then? I, I don't know. I mean, with film, you call it a crew. Did you not see that Xerox machine? What? It's there, it was 2019. Right yes, but I know what a Xerox is. Do you know what a Xerox machine is? I do. Is? The, it's not there. Betha arrives 15 minutes late. <laughs> okay. Totally like she arrived just, on time. Okay. Um, 
No, everyone, are we, uh, I assume that there's already a plan in place. Uh, feel free to tell me it or not. Here's the itinerary. Thank you, Juliet. I appreciate this itinerary. It's so detailed. Where's, wow. um, meet you there text in the um, group text? Literally, the second I say that. Everybody gets a group text. Okay. okay. I text back, that wasn't the plan. <laughs> Julia's in the midst of typing that exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, why don't we just go Bad there, morning. Then? Uh, maybe, maybe they should sit this one out? No, no, we must be, we must, we must be together. Okay. We are a crew, you know, we are colleagues, co-workers. Uh, in a separate text, together. that's only to you. I text, you okay? Question mark. Uh, Ivy is still in bed. And still in their pajamas. Uh, yeah. Oh god. Um. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Miss <laughs> Lily is pacing back and forth at the edge of your bed. Yeah. Um. I'm scrolling Twitter pointlessly. You can hear her the the high heeled as she's pacing back and forth. Um, back in the so so do you respond at all? It's yeah. Okay. Just, so okay? yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not okay. I know, I know, but I think that's quite obvious. I, we don't have time for this. We gotta go to the meeting. You were late and uh, now we're late. I was on time. You're not look, they're they're just just think they're just a little depressed. We just gotta I, I'm sure we can convince them to come along. I'm maybe the ghost knows about what? I'm sure Am I you being too aggressive? To Am I being... No, no, this is Wait. perfect. Okay, you okay. can convince them to come along. Yes, yes, but we we gotta go talk to them. We gotta go talk to them. We're gonna be play nice. Well, please. Are you talking talk? to? You're I speaking to, to the ticket man. man. And I try to be like, we're gonna play nice, please. <laughs> it's it's yeah. I can't be aggressive. The ticking that. man is not facing you. The ticking man is facing the window where the Xerox machine was, and he's stock still. His hands are folded like this, and he's staring at it oh my God. in that direction. Did you just say something about being aggressive? Who told you that? That's ridiculous. I'm aggressive. I'm practically a shark. You, you're like Bambi or some sort of lamb. She's not listening you. To you are watching yeah. Miss Lily pace again and again, mm-hmm. and she stops. And... In that ethereal way that only a geist can do, you hear the footsteps, but she glides across the floor. Um, and she reaches the door and she turns and faces you and stares at you. There's only so much disappointment I can get out of anyone who pays them. Come on. She raises her chin a little bit. And stares literally down her nose at you. Don't be like that, please. A moment passes as you close your eyes and you hear a clicking sound. And as you glance, you see the door to your bedroom is swinging open. It passes right through her and she continues to stare at you. And at this particular moment, you begin to realize her agitation. But her hand is extended as though she physically interacted with the knob, which is not easy. <laughs> but you sense that, like, this geist being able to reach into the world of the living and pull this door open is her way of being angry. We're wearing the same hoodie as yesterday, and you're not judging me. 
Um. As you move out. <clears throat> All right. So the rest of y'all are headed down to the... Well, I think you've convinced me. Like, yeah. We got to go down and get them, but we got to do it fast, okay? We'll do it fast. Don't worry about it. Um, we can make that work. Um, well, perhaps just ask if they want a ride. If they say yes, then yes. If they say no, then I think we should respect it and then just go to the meeting. Julia, a queen of multitasking, has not taken her eyes off the ticking <laughs> man and is already texting Ivy being like, we'll be there. Whatever they say, we respect it. Respect the decision. Yep. Right. Still looking at the Quickly. Team. Respect the decision quickly. Why would you come here? I said I was meeting you there. I said it in the group text. Said. <laughs> I don't believe you. Also, you're on the way. Period. This is more efficient. Period. Let's save the environment. Period. <laughs> Juliet, are you respecting a decision? That was a lot of words for respecting a decision. Uh, and we're going. And we're going. <laughs> and we're going. And we're going. Yeah. This is like trying to move a group at Comic-Con. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's, he, like, I, I feel, like, what, what am I feeling from him? Um, it's, it's hard to tell. Uh, even at Synergy Level 3, it's hard to get, like, a good snapshot, like, a good impression. Mm-hmm. You, you get sort of, like, an aura. Yeah. The, kind of like when you're in the room with somebody who's expressive and you can tell something's up. Mm-hmm. Um, he lingers. Yeah. Like he doesn't want to leave, but he's staring at he's staring at the wall. You definitely get the sense that uh he saw it too. Yeah. Um I won't forget about this. I promise. But we have to go. He turns and looks down at you. Again, these these long alien like limbs just stretches out and he taps himself on the shoulders on just like this. And she just she, she Honestly, she just clocks that. Like, I think that it's it's just a silent moment of understanding. Okay. And um, and she's like, okay. We really do have to go, though. And Betha opens the door and says, I had John and the driver wait for us, so just get in. Oh, how do you have his number? I mean, okay. I yes. have everybody's number. Okay, let's, let's go. Let's go. All right. Betty in the car. Like, come on, go, 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 go. Betty, Becca, Betty, Becca. Uh. We can't. All right. I made this itinerary. (laughs) So, about 30 minutes later of getting around traffic and driving on Mm. San Francisco's infamous one-way streets, um, you all arrive at Sal's Coffee Shop, pulling up just outside, parking uh, just a few feet down. Um, It's going to have to be a drop-off. There is almost never any parking in San Francisco. Um, But uh, as uh, the doors open and everybody gets out, you see... um, the sign of the shop waving it it's got that sort of hipster feel to it um and uh walking over to the front doors pulling it open you see it's still pretty empty in here um you were supposed to meet her at 9 30 a.m mm-hmm. and it's now 9 40 yeah. y'all are all awake and you don't see anybody in here okay, except just on time <laughs> except the owner who is behind the counter uh, wiping it down, and he looks like he's actually, he looks like he's wiping down the wand on the espresso machine. When he sees you all come in, he goes, hey, good morning, good morning, good morning. Yeah, whatever. And I'm DMing <laughs> Betty back. Yeah, whatever. So sorry that we're late. Good um, morning, Sal. Are you on your way? Did you get some traffic? I totally understand. Uh, we're here. Um, 
immediately you see the tight reply like ellipsis immediately appear on your on your screen mm -hmm. and then a few seconds pass and it pops up got stuck in traffic lol be there very soon okay okay bendy buck is on her way no one freak out okay. everyone be cool great take on advice on that okay. <laughs> um Why you saying, don't, you're never aggressive just stop uh, Sal, perhaps we can get some of the house blend. I house, love blend. The house blend. House blend. Normally, house blend. I'm not a house blend person. Normally, I, I like to, you know, get the most special of the specialties. But there's something that you do with your house blend. Thank you, thank you. I think my house blend is quite special, and I uh, appreciate that. I will go ahead and get this set up for you. Yes. Coffee. Uh, sure. Tea. Yeah. Tea. Oh, hey, Ivy. I didn't see you come in. <laughs> we picked them up. Oh. We picked them up, by the way, because... I've been glued to my phone I was genuinely time. worried Ivy would not get out of bed because that yeah told me, so I was like, we are going to get them because otherwise they're not showing up. Um, um, yeah, Sal, do you, do you still do cafecito or... Yeah, of course. Okay, I'll take yeah, one. Yeah. One of those? Yeah. I right. don't need more caffeine, but... No, no, it's all right. I uh, will set you up. Uh, I do decaf. Yeah. It's not the same. That sounds like a good idea. Okay. Okay. If Ivy says so. It's not the same. That's fine. I You're just fine need with something that? hot in my mouth. How's your uh, how's uh, how's your day going? Just starting out. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Nothing. Nothing too bad on your agendas today. Everything looking good. And as he starts steaming the milk. No, Sally. Everything, everything's good. Um, He's having an important meeting. Today, oh. he's doing it here with so, you know. his colleagues and co-workers, his fellow people that are also on the same level that he is. Good, good, good. I'm, I'm happy y'all are here. Y'all are, y'all are some of the most normal customers I've got. We, <laughs> oh no, we are normal. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. I, I don't get a lot of, uh, you, you know, every every Wednesday morning. You know what happens in this place? No. The same people come in here, and you know what they order? Huh? Iced cappuccino. Is that strange? It's strange because there's no such thing as an yeah. iced cappuccino. I don't this whole know country thinks iced cappuccinos exist. They don't exist. It's an it's a latte. You can't put foam. If you put hot foam on top of ice, it creates a bacteria. You're not making a cappuccino. It is a latte. No. You are making a latte. I'll get us seats. Okay. Louder for the people in the back, Sal. Is it like a group of people or three people? Okay, Mal. It's know, every day, really you know, do. and I just like, he starts to carry on and yes. on and on. Let's uh, <laughs> just, we would love a little bit of privacy for this because, um, well, the person we're meeting is Bendy Becca and um, she has a lot of followers. And so we just don't want anyone eavesdropping or just like getting any, like with no paparazzi. So can we? He sets down a couple of cups and says, what do you want me to do? Uh, just, just oh. we're gonna take the spot in the back, and um, okay, yeah, just if anyone comes towards us, just try and try and you know send them another way. Uh is that possible? Not really a doorman. Oh, that's true. Sorry. Yeah. Well, so. no worries about that. Then we'll just <laughs> okay. be in the back. Thank you. you have fun now, and uh, Juliet leaves a big please, <laughs> If uh, just, if just, customers just... want to sit in the back, please do not tell them they can't. Okay, uh, okay. Uh, just Juliet definitely will not, will not say that tip. to anyone. Twenty dollar tip for stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at that and says, "Thank you." Just... Gets me over my iced cappuccino rant. Tell just... you what, for that tip, I will never rant on that again. Okay. You are welcome, and thank, thank you. you. I'm sorry. I overstepped my bounds it was too <laughs> no you're fine you're fine so sal goes back to his espresso machine so i've uh, secured <clears throat> that table and i'm looking over my notes on 
uh, Bendy Becca's followers analytics mm -hmm. uh, presumed valuation. Okay. I'm prepping for the meeting. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> um, I've brought a selection of crystals because uh, a numerous post that Bindi Becca has done has uh, said that she was trying to explore her spirituality and the such. And uh, along with that, I brought a sample of different things to uh, present to her, but then also, you know, as a type of gift, but um, also to show that perhaps there should be a collaboration with Craven Crystals. Uh, so you guys are setting up a little future. business area in the back? Yes. Um, <laughs> so um, about 10 minutes pass, enough to start anxious conversation at the table when the door opens finally and you see... I feel like all four of us have been looking at the door every yeah. time it opens. Yes. <laughs> you see Rebecca enter, enter the coffee Thanks, shop. Um, she is a very slender young woman in her 20s. Um, she is uh, decked out in what looks like uh, she looks like she just came out of a yoga class, uh -huh. um, which is pretty typical for her. Mm. Um, it's very likely she just finished doing one of her Instagram videos right. uh, this morning. Um, and uh, any, I mean, you've probably been updating to see what she's yeah, been up yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> follow she's, her. <laughs> she's already posted an Instagram video. Yeah. She's already done an inspirational like thought of the day in, mm. in, in the Uber that she took here. Right. And um, then she, uh, she must have just taken it just a few moments before she walked in the door. But... Um, you see that she's taken a picture of herself walking up, yeah, walking, walking up to the uh, to the coffee shop with a couple of emojis. Um, Did you location tag it? Well, also the sign is in the, in yeah. the photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, oh, just bad manner, bad manner. Yeah. Um, just uh, and and the, the caption just reads. Uh, uh, grateful for my blessings mm -hmm. as she's walking mm -hmm. up <laughs> and uh, live, laugh, love. Yeah. yeah, live, laugh, love. <sighs> I suddenly want to become a geist. <laughs> um, so uh, she comes walking in and spots you all immediately. And as she's approaching, she goes, Hey, Sal. And he just goes, Hey, Rebecca. Sam. And says, yes, thank you. Hot chai, hot chai. Hi. Hello. Okay, I'll be right with you. Just one second. How's it cool. been? It's been fun. I... Just doing my thing as I always do. Saying the things I always say. You know how it is. Running the coffee shop. <laughs> Nothing new to report. How are you doing? Fine, fine, fine. Did you ever, did you ever, did you ever go to Hawaii? Did that already happen or is that going to happen? No, that's going to happen. That's not for another three months though. So hasn't happened yet. I want to see pictures. Well, if you follow me on Instagram. Oh, oh if I follow you on Instagram, I guess serving coffee. And uh, I thought we were friends, but okay, whatever. Um, Becca turns to you and she's like. Mal oh. would be cool. Um, be cool, Mal. Yes. Slides the chai over and she pays him. Energy. Says, thank you. And she comes over and she says, hi, I'm so sorry I'm late. Hi, I'm Hi, the Malibu medium. Yeah, I know. It's so nice to meet you. Oh, you know what? I'm a hugger. Is that okay? Of course. Yeah, she just leans over and gives you a hug. <laughs> and, and does the hug that does the, does the, uh, the uh, this is not going to last long, so don't think too much of it, pat on the back yeah. hug. <laughs> um, and uh, she pulls away and she goes, are these your friends? Your, your... Sure, yes. Uh, yes. These are the people that will help me to tell your story. Oh, great. I'm just very excited for the potential and the opportunities that we have here. Now, you sent over a very interesting photo. Yeah, have you guys seen it? Yeah. Isn't it amazing? It and he wasn't there when I was looking at him. I took, so I was doing the photo shoot. It was like one of my early morning photos. I'm sorry, give me one second. And she just takes a long sip. 
No, it's my try. Go ahead. So I was just doing like the early morning shoots, uh-huh. and and it was no big deal, like yes. uh, like little havasana, all this other, you know, uh-huh. just doing my thing, right. and um, it was supposed to be just like a really quick shoot, and we were just taking pictures there, and um, I had my 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 stand set up. My boyfriend was with me. He ended up leaving. Um, I stuck around for just a few minutes, and then we were going to meet up and go on a jog. And I took a couple of the snaps. You know those like selfie sticks that like stand up and have the tripod on uh, it. It has like the really cool like lighting ring and shit. Yes. Um, um, Rebecca, my dear, you seem to be a bit frazzled. Here's some orange calcite. Just go ahead and hold on to this. It's going to harmonize with you. Okay. And just like balance you out as you continue your story. You don't have to sure. though if you don't want to. I'm Betha, I'm proprietor of Craven Crystals. I'm sure you've heard of us. We have one location and expanding at least two more locations in the next year. Okay. Uh, here, go ahead and. Hold the orange calcite and just breathe and continue your <laughs> Okay. And she takes the calcite. But you see the incredulousness on her face. She doesn't try to hide it. She takes it and she goes, Do you happen to remember where you were, Becca? Um, the shoot whereabouts? Um, it, was, it was a really big tree. It was one of the redwoods in Golden Gate Park. Okay. Would you and be able to take us to that location? Or at least point to Yeah. Do you want to go? Well, sometimes... When we experience a supernatural occurrence, it could be the environment, not necessarily ourselves or our relation to those who have passed. So you think maybe I just caught somebody looking through the camera? Have you lost somebody close to you recently? Not recently, no. Have you experienced any phenomena in your place of residence? Mm, no. Then that's my best guess, I think, okay. as a professional. Wow. Um, well, when do you want to do that? When would you want to do that? Well, do you have time now? Um, you see, she kind of thinks about this. Go ahead and make your persuasion check. Uh, Um, (laughs) As the person who is designed for this shit, you're like... (laughs) Is there any way I can assist? So, you know what? Honestly, what I'm going to do is Mm -hmm. I am going to give an assist because... There are there are two women here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that is actually making her feel a little more comfortable about this. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to count that as an assist. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, no, for real. Julia, <laughs> secondary location, like, but all yeah. 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 But Julia yes. will also be like, uh, I can coordinate with your assistant to make sure that your schedule isn't all set. <laughs> okay. Should be persuasion and um, I'm gonna say so. Go, so I'm gonna give you. Mm, so I tell you what, just to keep this simple. Um, we'll do this. Give yourself plus one die to this roll. Okay. Um, and uh, what were, I'm sorry, what were you asking for? Because uh, my persuasion is two plus the one. So we need something else. This would be socialize. Socialize. So this would be... Uh, so I have a specialty in social media yeah. for socialize. This would totally work. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Cool. This would totally work. I'll absolutely yeah. use your specialty. Yeah. One success. Okay, that's all you needed. Um, she goes... Uh, yeah, I guess I could do it right now, if Fantastic. that's cool. Are you camera ready? Are you... Oh, I've already done a shoot this morning. I'm great. Yeah. Great. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I didn't get everybody's names. I'm sorry. Can it's I... okay. That's oh. fine. I'm Mel. <laughs> I know. Thank you, Mel. Yeah. It's really nice to meet you. Nice to I, I ch- started checking out your videos just a few weeks ago. And oh. They're really great. They're really interesting. Thank you. You're so nice to your callers. Oh, well, thank you. I, yeah. I try to be. It's a very serious profession. Sure, yeah. No, I get that. And I'm. thank you for taking me seriously because this just sounded crazy, you know, and I, did, I wasn't sure who to talk to about it. I want you to know that I don't think you're crazy. 
Okay, thank you. I don't think I'm crazy either. I don't think you're crazy either. I think this is really interesting. And I believe you. Um, who? I'm sorry, who are your friends? Yes, Betha. Betha, from, right. Betha. Um, I'm sorry Pippin, if I forget your name. Not I will try so hard to remember. It I'm, I'm not, so bad about it. It is not a problem at all. In fact, uh, I think that Orange Calcite did its work because you seem even more relaxed now. Oh, yeah. And, yes, thank very you. much so. So I'm going to go ahead and take that one from okay. you, and I'm going to give you this tiger's eye. Oh, we don't this know. tiger's eye helps with ionization <laughs> also okay. and alleviates depression. I have a series of collections that I give as crystals, and it keeps on circulating around. Um, you know, we keep that um, up to date for social media mavens. We have a card. We can take you if you need a card. And this is Ivy. Hi. Hello. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. You actually seem kind of familiar. Have we no, met before? No, they don't. Uh, and this is Juliet, so I think we Hello. can uh, head out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, can I, Sal, can I get this? I'm so sorry. I thought we were staying longer than this, but we're running out the door. Cut to you guys. Yes. Um, sorry. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, no, I actually was looking to yeah. Sal, so yeah. it's fair. Um, for you. I understand baby's first business meeting is very important. <laughs> I'm not going to be... Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. But you did very well. Thank you. I'm sure I say very softly mm -hmm. as we make our way to the car. Um, your guys ever-present, ever-hovering behind you. Curious as to what this conversation has been. Your guys sometimes you can actually forget that they're there. But as soon as they come back into your field of vision, they are very interested in her and they're like curious as to why you're reacting this way. Um, See, wasn't this worth getting out of bed for? Um, as the last word leaves your sentence, the, the last sentence leaves your mouth, um, y'all have just stepped, moved out into the, the city streets. Um, the doors to the car, the driver is pulled up and the doors of the car are opening. And for a brief moment, as um, a chilled autumn air blows through, you catch a scent of perfume that you've smelled once before. It's very faint. It's very brief. She used to wear it when you would go to the movies together. And she wore it one more time when she surprised you on your second anniversary. Um, your emotional state immediately, Miss Ivy comes to a stop. And when the two of you stop, um, Bo turns and looks very frustrated at everyone who's not moving. Oh. Oh, that right there with you, actually, for once. Um, Ivy, oh, are we are we having a moment? Unscheduled, absolutely not. Cracks in the sidewalk, still getting used to them. Forgive me. Oh. Got tripped up. Sometimes I have unscheduled moments myself, and you know, perhaps the two of us could go in a separate car and just have this unscheduled moment. We'll be here in minutes. Excellent. 
I'll stand here and keep on poking Bo. Does every now and again. What I, I like to see his his face just sprout. Or just... I'd say yes. It's quite impressive. And the means you two have been carrying on. You and Becca. Benny Becca. Yeah, she's been telling you stories. You know, for a girl who is constantly hawking herself as Miss Positivity, she has a lot of toxic shit to say about the community on Instagram. Yeah. She is. She starts to unload a bunch of gossip shit, and you are confronted with somebody who is constantly posting namaste, and in the middle of like, oh my god, and then this bitch like i've oh, no. never met her before and she is so upset at me because i'm wearing the same brands that are sponsoring for yoga that she's wearing That's the worst. and it's just like and as she continues on you're starting to see these splinters forming in the persona a little mm-hmm. bit as she relaxes a little bit mm-hmm. um uh the car pulls up as you all slide into it the second car pulls up um you guys notice that the other two are actually not following you into the car as second car has arrived on the scene as summoned by Ivy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a moment of hesitation where you guys kind of look at each other and okay. get waved off. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. I guess it's us. Great. Are you sure you don't want to ride with that? Okay. I, we'll and together. we are in our car <laughs> driving away. So Golden it is Gate... unusual for me to put my chair in a car that quick. But... <laughs> Gold, Golden Gate Park is rather large. Um, so you're going to need to constantly follow that car because she's kind of guiding you all to where Mm -hmm. the area was Mm -hmm. as you ask her where specifically in Golden Gate Park did this happen oh the um, the one that's closest to the bay it's like to the I guess I want to say north but I guess it's technically west look up to the Uber driver like Uh, the Uber driver's just glancing and he you just hear him say hey are you on Instagram Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh my god. No. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> I'm wondering. Just share a lot. Sitting across the seat, uh, uh, on the front, in the front seat, um, it almost startles you, but coming up, um, peeking over is uh, Lucky's rabbit's foot looking at you, um, glancing at her and his little face with the rabbit mask tilting to the side as he's staring at her (laughs) um the two of you are just in the silence of this car moving through the streets of san francisco it's been an unusual 48 hours Mm. i notice that you have a very close relationship with um, miss lily is it right you know I have found myself in a moment of reliance, and she has been very helpful. It is hmm, very intimate. It's amazing that you're able to connect so well with her. I, I have tried with Bo. Don't know whether or not Bo is trying back with me. Are there any tips that you might be able to help me with? I mean, I find myself in a position where it's have this constant companion that I have no idea anything to do with. Like 
him, except for when he's irritated at me and I'm irritated at him. Relationships are like that sometimes, aren't they? Yeah. Relationship. Well, we live together, in a sense. I suppose so. I didn't really look for that, or ask for it, or really intend for it. I just didn't really have a choice, but uh, someone once told me about the Ikea effect, that we feel so much more strongly for that terrible, janky bookcase that we yelled at as we put it together because the time spent on it makes us angry. Fear that. You're a janky bookshop. <laughs> When you glance up at him, he's sort of just in the state of, it almost looks like he's vacant, but he's kind of staring down towards the floor. Um, Miss Lily is very uncomfortable being this close to this other geist. You can see her discomfort as she's glancing up, constantly just eyeing him and looking away, and then looking back at him, and then looking away again. But you can sense that his proximity is causing her a lot of discomfort. I'll put my hand back. Um, her hand comes to rest on yours. It's not so much a touch. It's, it's, it's the it's the sensation that something is touching you, but there's no actual detail to it. You feel the pressure of a hand on yours. The important thing is that she knows that I did. <clears throat> How are we doing with our moment? <sighs> that was very kind of you. I'm not kind. I'm a shark. Have you not been paying attention? I do know sharks. I've worked with a couple. You're working with one now. If you tell anybody different, then I'll... I don't, I'll figure out what I'm going to do with you. <laughs> oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, probably near the Hoover Redwood picnic area, I'm guessing. The driver nods. Um, Juliet, can you be any help here? I'm trying. Wait, <laughs> what like do you your thing. to do? Navigate. I mean, she's giving you all the clues. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm putting it in my GPS. I think we're going to the Hoover Redwood area. No. Um, just keep driving. I, I swear I'll know it when I see Are it. You sure? Yeah, it's, it's it's a path, but okay. it's I remember it because it looks like this is so retro, but it I just saw it on Netflix like a couple of nights ago. Um, have you ever seen ET? Oh yeah. yeah. So there's like a wooded area in sure. the city, uh-huh. and it's like you see, you see like where Elliot and, and finds this weird alien. Yeah, it's kind of like that, and oh. there's this area that kind of looked like that with like ferns and shit. Mm. So I'll know it when I see it. You just gotta. Can you just drive a little, just like right next to the park, and just like pull by it, and I will, I will spot it. Yeah, or you could go as fast as you want. <laughs> we'll go by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll keep an eye out for it. Okay. You know what, Ivy? I have a really good feeling that we're glad that we're in a second car. <laughs> <laughs> um, it takes yeah. about 45 minutes or so okay. of driving around Golden Gate Park when she finally has a... Oh, there! 
That's it. That's it. That's that's the path that I walked on. It's a little hiking trail. Great. It's oh, not, but it's not for hiking. Right it's like a here, walking please. trail. But you see the car up in front suddenly signal and begin to pull over. Oh, uh, <clears throat> you know what? Uh, euphoria. We have at last found it again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> the door is open and she jumps out. And she's like, yeah, it was it was um, right around this area. Do you mind if I, and I pull out my DSLR camera? Oh, yeah, no, that's no problem. Yeah. Um, just, um, but before you post anything, I have to have Michael say it. Sure, yeah, absolutely, no problem. And and I'm I'm totally down for, like, sharing and promoting you if you want. Like, do, that would like, be amazing. Because we were talking about collabing. Yeah. 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 So, um, cool, yeah, that's... Um, no, Juliet's ooh. already gone with oh, the ticking what? man, and she's looking <clears throat> at every tree she can. Uh, <laughs> and I, like, go to turn to hand the camera to you, and you're gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tiki Man is looking like he's looking through the bushes, like uh-huh. he's kind of mimicking what you're doing, but he's yes. not tangibly touching anything. His can's just passing through it as he's looking around and sifting through the leaves. I feel like um, this is one of the few times we are actually in sync. Like, my curiosity is his curiosity, and his curiosity is my curiosity. It's a, for the rest of you, it's actually... <laughs> it, it is an unusual sight, um, and I use the word unusual in place of creepy because the truth of the matter is, is it's almost impossible to rattle you guys at this point. But you see this large... Geist that is probably close to eight feet tall because of its just pure limbs mm. hovering over this young woman who's 5'1. Is that five right? One, five just two, five two. Five two. <laughs> it's very two. important. Um, I have it in my notes. It looks like this giant four legged spider, this insect is like hovering over her. And every time she's like looking around, just trying to get a feel for things, mm. it's like mimicking her. And moving almost like it's trying to enjoy the process even though it can't contribute at all mm-hmm. it's like shifting around and it it's like an elongated shadow i imagine yeah it moves like that too it's really unusual um i'm on the phone in the middle of tipping my driver a day rate okay <laughs> nice 45 um, minutes i come up that to was... you and i'm like oh thank god okay thank goodness you're here here and i'll hand you the camera <laughs> so i hold it for a moment uh-huh and then I put it in my lap. Uh-huh. I put my hands on my rims. <laughs> I take my hands back off my rims, pick up the camera, uh-huh. and hand it back. Oh, right. Mal. Oh, good. I'm glad you're here. Oh. Here you go. That was not <laughs> what I <laughs> um, Becca is already moving towards Golden Gate Park. She's already stepped into the area. Now... Thankfully, this particular area, it looks like it's really interesting because as you enter it, um, it does have what looks like um, a couple of stones, but for the most part, it's dirt. Mm. However, the dirt is very flat and even. Mm. Um, It's a nice fine powder. So Mm -hmm. walking on it, more importantly, wheeling across it is actually only mildly inconvenient. I'm... I'm a baby crip. I might need to make a roll. Uh, You want to call for a roll? I think I need to because I, like... I know Golden Gate Park. Yeah. I have wheeled Golden Gate Park. <laughs> it's at least intermediate level wheeler skills. When you, yeah, yeah like when entering it isn't a problem, getting into it just as somebody, I remember yeah. Golden Gate, I used to live in San Francisco mm. for about a year and a half. Um, and I remember that place very well. And it, yeah, it can, yep. be a, it can be a bitch. Ooh, boy. Ooh. But it's pretty, oh, oh, here we go. Why did I ask okay. for a roll? Yeah. I'm not good at that. I'm assuming it's like Sam's Dex Athletics, maybe? Yes, Because it's be. not really um, Dex Drive. That's, that. 
I mean, yeah, I would, I would say yeah. I would say at first it's death it's, athletics. It's, it's athletic. Yeah, you know. Oh, totally. <laughs> and I'm just wondering if it's is it stamina athletics or dex. In this case, I think dex is appropriate. Yeah, it's it holding the wheelie yeah. uh, without having really good wheelie skills. <sighs> they are not doing so great. <laughs> um, oh boy. Yeah, I, Ivy doesn't look like it. Takes a few moments going into the dirt when you realize, oh boy, um, this is some bullshit. Um, is it possible to use my Numina Pathfinder right now, where it's um, uh, where I show the quickest route to a destination? Uh, do you? But do you know what the destination is? I thought Becky Bindi Becca. She's had kind of generalizing right generalized. now. Yeah, okay. so she's kind of. But the other thing that happens is, as you are starting to get a little frustrated as you're wheeling through this, and it's starting to wear on you. Um, you are all very aware of the concern suddenly washing over the face of of uh of Miss Lily. She is very like get, like watching you curiously and also kind of frustrated. Um <laughs> thankfully it doesn't take you very far. It's literally 10 feet in when you were surrounded by a grove. Mm -hmm. This large open dirt space. Um beautiful. It's dark here. The sunlight already, because it's a cloudy San Francisco morning, um, this place is cast completely in shadow. Um, this great redwood is not, in fact, a redwood at all. It is a large pine. Mm -hmm. um, but it is very large, very thick. And um, this big open area is essentially like a sloped bowl of dirt. Um, so... A few minutes, you're able to just sort of coast down a little bit. Yeah. Getting back up is going to be a fucking annoying pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. But as you move down, um, she goes, this is it. This is where I was. I was right here in okay. this sort of area. And that was the tree. If, if you don't mind, just a real quick second. <clears throat> oh, go ahead. It's, go the, ahead red and, it's the red one. It's the red one. It's the red one. I thought I was just carrying it. I thought... Hey, guys. It's the Malibu Medium here on location. I'm here with who you might recognize, Bendy Becca. Bendy Hi. Becca has come to me with a very fascinating story. Would you like to share it with our audience? So I was doing some yoga. I was doing out here, doing some breathing exercise. She starts going into her story as you're holding this, and she starts like using words like, I'm out here with my friend Malibu Medium, like words that you can feel your sub counts going up you can just every time she uses little terminology of like my friend uh -huh. or we're both like right. does, she, does she mention craven <laughs> she hasn't yet um but as she's going through this the most, the rest of you are sitting there watching no juliet's in the background we, we gestured to each other like yeah they're oh, up yeah. oh yeah um as y'all are moving around, mm -hmm. kind of glancing about, mm -hmm. um, suddenly the ticking man stops and puts his hands out like this. And you see his shoulders go back. And as he's doing this, Miss Lily also, you see her get agitated and look forward. But the ticking man use, gets down on all fours, so he resembles a giant insectoid-looking, like, horror. Yeah. And you can see some narrowing of the eyes. He's just... You can almost hear a static sound yeah. coming from him. 
when stepping out from behind a tree, you see a young man, maybe in his mid-twenties. He has beautiful brown locks that go down to his shoulders and a mustache across the top of his lip. Big, thick brown mustache. Kind that would be popular in the 70s? Mm-hmm. That's yep. the man from the photo. He's wearing what looks like a jean jacket mm-hmm. and a button-up shirt, pair of jeans, and there is vomit all over the front of his shirt. Oh, dear. And as he steps down, he puts his hand against the tree, and he looks at all. He looks at the two of you and just says, Book, you left me. Come on, let's talk about it. Come on, sit with me. me. Sit down. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about this. Come with me. As you see her talking to this camera, both of you, your eyes fall as the two of you notice that your geists have begun to drift over and surround what looks like clearly an apparition, a ghost of a young man in his 20s, um, as I've described him. And he's looking around. You can tell just by the way he's verbalizing that he is not fully aware, Mm -hmm. doesn't seem to know where he's at. But as you say, we'll find Bookie, he sits down and he goes, He said he loved me. Why did he do this? Tell me what happened. Juliet is crouched down. Um, so talking man a ticking man has um gone down on all fours, right? Um, and is reacting negatively to this. Not anymore. Not anymore. Okay. As he is sat down, Ticking okay. Man kind of leans back a little bit and is Watching gets agitated though the moment Bo approaches. Like yeah. they're just their vicinity to each other. You see them yeah. react a little bit yeah. as they regard each other. Um I wanna hold an, a hand out to Tiki Man, but I want to take a step closer to this um to this man as well. Um when did he leave you? Just now. We were just here. What do you remember? I fell asleep just for a moment. Having a bit of a big night. He finally said it. He finally said it. Isn't that a good feeling? What else were the two of you up to that night? Sounds like really lovely. Who are you? Oh, it's a lovely day at the park, and you seemed like a nice person to spend it with. I'm Ivy. Um. What are you two doing? I'm holding a camera. And you can see that this is the tree that Bendy Becca was in front of when you took this astonishing Instagram picture. Um, she continues to prattle on and on and on about her showcase and all this other stuff. But as you look over and you see this ghost that is now sitting on a root of this tree, um, talking to the two of them, your geists have also are just hovering around listening. Um, There's something about the way he is carrying himself, but 
it's very clear that whoever he is, he is suffering from some kind of heartbreak and confusion. Um, and as you're watching this, hearing Becca in the background, you, Betha, who is annoyed at holding the camera, glance over just in time to see that more than 45 feet away, just on the edge of Golden Gate Park, from where you all entered, is the silhouette of a man no, 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 in a no. woolen coat. No, 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 no. With a long, wide-brimmed hat and a big, yellowed smile on his face. And that is where we are ending our first game of Before the Gate. Indeed, that is where we're going to leave. Make sure that you like and subscribe, and you can find your medium journals at my website. Hey, before we go, that's a great. Yes, definitely follow Malibu Medium. Also, I think you are doing a podcast. Is that right? Yes, I'm doing oh. uh, the Something Scary podcast that uh, goes up on Tuesdays. We have animated horror series. Um, the, our stories are user submitted, uh, and also they're um, urban legends and myth and and um, and uh, yeah, legends from uh, around the world. So animated horror goes up on Tuesdays, 9 a.m. Uh, PT on uh, YouTube.com/snarled, and then I do more um, stories for the audio podcast, and that is wherever you find your podcasts. And the podcast is called Something Scary. We're having 13 days of Halloween coming up where we'll be doing giveaways and extra stories. So it's well worth it to subscribe, to like and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> um, as we leave you tonight, uh, the end of our first game, this, of course, is uh, from some of us, our first, uh, well, it's really it's for me, my first game running uh, on this new channel. And I just wanted to thank everybody who tuned in tonight. We know it's a very busy Friday night and there's a lot of great stuff to watch. So we really appreciate your viewership and uh, and spawn, like supporting the show. Um, we are looking forward to seeing you guys next Friday night. Yes. Um, so we were doing it again? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Five Sam more McGee. sessions. Sam McGee. Sam McGee. Sam <laughs> Yeah. So uh, definitely stay tuned and catch us then. I'm also just going to put this out there, but um, also stay tuned to this show because we are going to have some news um, maybe coming up in the future that we'll be able to share with you guys. It's pretty exciting stuff. Um, you can't keep a secret to save your life. <laughs> I, I do so much better now than I used to. Would you agree? I do a little bit better now. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, catch us here uh, next Friday night. Thank you so much. Uh, I hope everyone's having a good October. Stay spooky, my friends. Stay spooky. Ooh.